Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to episode 111 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This was an especially fun episode to record as an exhausted Jimmy had some great banter with Logan and Matt. Of course, we had some great questions to answer as well, some of which involved new motorcycle technology we'd like to see, tire characteristics, and even what we would like to ride on the moon. Then we had another fun edition of Rooster Endo that featured a very unique bike that I'm pretty sure was made for the zombie apocalypse. There's more in store for you as well in this episode, but you have to listen to find out. Don't forget to catch us live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Dirt Bike Test's Facebook or YouTube channel. And a huge shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible. Yamaha, Scott Goggles, Climb, Trail Tech, and DDC Sprockets. Again, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You're on. Oh, I'm on. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And I'm Jimmy. And that's Logan. Yep. And then there's Matt. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there eventually. Um, hi, everybody. How's it going? This is a show where we talk about um, motorcycle and motorcycle-related problems. Problems. If you have problems with your motorcycle, you can ask us, and nine out of ten times, we'll give you an answer. And probably um, three out of those ten times will save you a lot of money. Right, Logan? Yeah. So what have you been doing? Um, weddings, racing last week. Not a whole lot. Okay, so you got married. Uh, saw people got married. Oh, you saw get people married. getting married. Yeah, that, okay. Um, did we talk about ra- your racing last week? A little. Okay, so we covered it or we didn't cover it? Enough, I think. Oh, we covered it enough. So we, you just blew out one of Matt's whole segments. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Matt had a whole segment planned so we could talk about your racing and you just said we covered it. So everybody knows, as far as you know. We've covered that. Just yep. So you know, um, I misunderstood why he left. <laughs> I thought he left for a race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably for him. It is a race. Like it's a race to get married around here. Well, that is the prompt way. Yeah. So you're you're kind of out. You know, I'm an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm, you, I'm washed up and single, old man by a prompt standards. Probably should have been married by now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. With kids. With kids. <laughs> Not just one, like multiple. You're lagging, Logan. Get on the game. <laughs> what does your girlfriend think about all this? Uh, don't caught one. Oh, we're still like kind of separated, as it were. Uh, n- no, it's final. We're done. Oh, you're done. Yeah. That's a shame. I like that girl. Ooh. She was pretty cool. So, oh, well. <laughs> is, which one of your friends is dating her now? Uh. Not my friend. Oh, not your friend? Oh. Does he have a dirt bike? No. Oh, that guy won't last very long. She'll kick him to the curb. Okay. uh, (laughs) Anyways, we are going to get into the motorcycle stuff eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have a few questions. uh, But first of all, we should thank our sponsors. Because this show, believe it or not, is brought to you by sponsors. Um, It's not not what you think. It's uh, Yamaha. Climb, DDC Sprockets, Trail Tech. They make really nice GPS units and kickstands on my KTMs. Scott Sports and uh, Taco Mike. You know Taco Mike was up in Washington. Really? At that rally. I, I didn't actually talk to him, but somebody uh-huh. said, hey, there's that guy is Taco Mike over really? at that booth. Yeah, and I was... Well, he, he didn't come say hi? No, he didn't come say hi. I was too busy to go say oh, okay, hi. But okay. I was running around. So, uh, if taco, he had tacos, he would have come on, come over. Taco Mike of Tacomoto. Yeah, they had hot dogs and hamburgers there pretty much. Okay. 
So um, let's see. On I and Matt, Matt's trying to get us onto a format here because he's a little bit smarter than me with this. So we did the intro. Yep, we did the intro, and we thank the sponsors. Yes, and now what you've all been waiting for. What are we waiting for, Logan? What do you think we've been waiting for? Um, um, means you're doing push-ups or pull-ups. Pull-ups, yes. By the way, chat. I want you to keep count if you can of, of the amount of ums, of the ums. And uhs that we say because yeah. when it was finally brought to, when it was brought to my attention and I was editing the last podcast, you counted. I count. I tried counting. I lost count, and myself oh. exclude, especially myself. If like every third word was uh or um. Mm-hmm. So. How many? We, how we many? Keep track of this. How many push-ups or pull-ups am I doing from last week's show? Roughly. Uh, wherever at, the at least ten for each of us. At I least probably 10. have twenty. Okay. I'm working on this. You, on the other hand, or you could substitute for running miles. Okay. Let's yeah. see. In a week. I don't. I don't know if I can get. We're probably gonna have to mix it. It's gonna have to be miles and push-ups because I'm. Go. I'm getting in better shape. In fact, there's. There's. There's reasons for getting in better shape, and one of them is because I'm, I'm way out of shape. I mean, I'm in good, I'm in really good riding shape, but just overall, I'm not that happy with it. And riding doesn't get me in shape, so I need to start running again. As I'm gnawing on a piece of tri-tip here, look at this. Mm-mm-mm. That's a nice piece of meat that I'm. <laughs> I did. I forgot to eat dinner, so I'm starting the uh, starting the show with dinner. Uh, so. The thing we're going to do here, Logan, is we're going to get into the the Facebook and the YouTube questions. So the way the show works, if you're new to the show, is you can ask us questions live in the chat and we'll get to those. Or if you're watching it on, you know, on time delay or on tape, as we like to say, or listening to it in podcast format, you can go back to the YouTube video or you can wait for us to post up on Facebook about the show. And usually we post up sometime on Tuesday. It's on Dirt Bike Test on Facebook and you can ask a question there and we will uh, do our best to get to it right after we're talking, done talking about Logan's uh, love life in general. So the first question from Facebook comes from Chris real friend of the show. And he says, uh, aren't you supposed to do this? Yeah. Um, our friend, Mr. Conway had an, Hey, that was, that was good. Logan. You didn't, you didn't go. Um, yeah, no, we're working on it. All three of us are working on it. Interesting prospect in CNN this week on how many brands. What does CNN mean? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what CNN means? No. CNN means cycle news. So, so Chris in the future for Logan's, um, uh, reference, can, can we, can we spell that out next time? And then all the people over at cycle news would like us to say cycle news more than CNN, but. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so, so uh, interesting perspective on cycle news this week on how many brands of motorcycles can our dirt bike community support. My question is, what type of new motorcycle technology do we need or want? Um, you should answer that. Uh, emissions compliant. So oh, that's no, 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 no. They brainwashed him. Look, at see, they brain, they finally brainwashed the kids because none of us here would have said that. Right. Well, and you know, Chris, because actually Chris wants emissions compliance because that's his job. Well, yeah. So, so I think, and 
so what he's referring to is Ray Conway wrote um, kind of an opinion. It's on the back page of, of can't call it a page. It's on the, the, the last thing you flip through on the digital thing of Cycle News, um, which is a weekly motorcycle publication. If you're not familiar with it, it's been around for like at least three centuries. Like it used to be carved into snow stone and now they print it on the internets. And so, and it's free. So you can, and it's kind of like the racing newspaper. It has all the race results. So if you want to find out what's going on with the racing, that's good. They do some um, bike and product testing. In fact, this week they have the uh, new KLX 650, which um, dirt bike test uh, by choice uh, didn't get invited to that intro because we're going to get a bike and we're going to test it on our, on our own terms. Um, we didn't, I didn't want to go riding with a bunch of influencers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd rather just go, go ride it someplace where we can test it and then not have them listen to everything we say and then say it. Um, so he, he, he was kind of, it was kind of like, Hey, triumph, welcome to the dirt bike world. That was what his, um, storyline was. And Ray's been around for a long time. He's seen a lot of different things. And his take was, it's going to be interesting to watch to see what Triumph does. And I talked to a few people. Actually, Triumph was at the event I was at doing demos on their dual sport bikes. Or not dual sport, but adventure bikes, let's say. And it'll be real interesting to see what they come up with and where they decide to settle. And Ray brought some really interesting stuff into the mix. He's talked about, you know, Cannondales and and Vores and Vertimonis, which were, you know, meant to come in at the highest level and compete with the guys that have been doing it for a long time. He also talked about Can-Ams and Rocons and, and even Husky back in the day when Husky tried to go into making an automatic, you know, different kinds of things. So there's, there's different ways to come in at it. I'm just going to guess uh, that Triumph is going to try to bring something very competitive to the table only because if you hired Ricky Carmichael and Ivan Cervantes, you know, two well-respected champions in their own right, and you're going to get them and put them on their prop, you know, on, on your product, you would either, you would, you would kind of expect people, you know, this is marketing, but you would expect that, that the thing's going to be really good if those guys are willing to ride it. Now I could be completely wrong and they could just be making some sort of a low price knockoff thing. And then they're just going to pay these guys lots of money to say, yeah, I ride it. And you know, you never know, but you don't know until you know, until you ride it. So it'll be interesting to see what they, they come up with. Um, but Chris's question to roll back to it is what type of new motorcycle technology do we need or want? Um, you know what I rode this weekend? The Harley, the Harley, what do they call that thing? Trans-American. So they're, they're adventure bike, they're a new adventure bike. And it was, it was a little bit different than I thought what it was going to be. Uh, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon and say, Hey, it's the next, you know, it's the next thing for adventure bike riding. It's an adventure bike. Um, it's fully capable of being ridden on dirt roads and all that stuff, but it is a big, long, heavy motorcycle that does a really good job at masking its weight and has some very innovative technology on it. 
um, that I think it's it's it. I think they. What I think is, I think I think they have a ton of great ideas over there. In fact, really good ideas. And then you have to put a retail price on something, and it and it kind of slowed everything down because it it does one thing that I think is really amazing is it um, it actually the suspension droops, it drops down. So when you come to a stop, it lowers itself down. It has servos in the suspension and it just opens up a chambers and allows the bike to drop. So it gets lower because the biggest complaint with adventure bikes is seat height. Everybody wants to touch their feet on the ground. So they're using some electronic suspension technology. Um, you can you can order with regular suspension as well. It doesn't do this. And they also made a really concerted effort to make it very, very narrow kind of over the foot pegs in the in the front part of the seat where you would stand up so that that width of the motorcycle you know they've got their v-twin engine and it's moved very far forward and it allows it to be thin right past that back cylinder head kind of where you're sitting and uh, kind of a uh, kind of interesting so they obviously did their market research they said the riders riders that are buying adventure motorcycles are looking for these characteristics these qualities and they put it on their put it on their bike because it's low seat height and then the weight you know once you're above what do you think a ktm 390 weighs logan um i don't <laughs> have a guess it weighs um yeah um okay um you don't have a guess but it's heavy yeah it's it's not like a, so. I'm going to go. It's like in the 400 and we weighed it. It's in the 400 and something pounds. No three. So light dirt bikes are 220, 250. So it's three. Now I'm going to say it's 350 at least. Maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I should remember. But once you get up there, like you know, kind of 320, 330, bikes get heavy. And then when you're in an adventure bike world, I, I bet you that that Harley weighs. 480 something like that something like that i don't know ktm's weigh 420 more even <laughs> the peanut gallery is claiming more i don't know what it is but once you get to that kind of weight level um it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> you're just in you're just in kind of this heavy zone and but they've done a really good job when i was standing up and you know maneuvering on the pegs and stuff like that it acted a lot lighter and when i looked they had a cutaway display of the motor and it was interesting to see you know you see these harleys and you just think big giant massive lead heavy thing and it, the stuff inside was actually pretty small it looked you know it looked pretty good so i think i don't think it has much as much rotational stuff as we're kind of used well, to I with the Harley, it had a, it had a, it had a big bigger clutch and a you know a smaller crank than I've seen on Harleys before. I haven't seen too many apart, but kind of like smaller, or less mass. So, um, lots of uh, lots of cool stuff. So, you know that's a that's a new bike and a you know for Harley it's a you know a big venture to you know make an adventure bike and it's a new bike in the market and they 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 took some fresh ideas and fixed some problems and I bet you some of the manufacturers if i were bmw i'd be very concerned because I, th I actually heard they actually outsold bmw with that bike this year um and if i was ktm i wouldn't be too concerned just yet because it's a different it's a different bike it's it's not really 
it's the reason it's stealing from BMW a little bit is because the guys that were getting off their Harleys because they wanted to go ride in the dirt were going and getting BMWs. And now they can get a Harley and go and ride in the dirt. And there's so many of those guys. They've been riding their cruisers and their their, you know, their their bikes that were stuck to the street and they're looking out in the dirt and they they wanted to go do something. And now Harley is offering them a product that that's uh that's really good for doing that. Uh, is it the best for adventure bike riding? You got to tell me what kind of adventure bike riding you want to do. And then I could say whether the bike might be up your alley or it's absolutely not up your alley. So, um, yeah, that's what I did, Logan. I, what, while you were uh, thinking about getting married. So, you know, when you go to weddings. Yeah. That's that's where you, you know, meet your future wife, right? No. Oh, you know. didn't know that. Did it happen, though? No. No. No other, you know, like 17 year old girl, like said, you need to get married next week with her. No. In Idaho. It's probably just like Pahrump, I guess. <laughs> Did you see how much good dirt bike riding there was up there? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Doesn't it suck to have to go someplace like that and ride, drive right past the dirt bike riding? <laughs> you know, if you thought it was bad, imagine what your dad was going through. <laughs> uh, so... Actually, I have a thought on what I think would be cool, like technology to incorporate in dirt bikes. It's uh, I think people in the chat might, you know, they might want to. Oh, by the way, this is Matt. Matt yeah. is our producer. Producer Matt. Producer Matt. And the reason you know who he is, because he claims he can turn this show off at any time. Oh, yeah, I can. He can. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I unplugged the audio uh, at the beginning of it and plugged it back in. So was that when I was talking? Oh, at the very beginning, there's there's this weird hum I was trying to get rid of. Okay, did you ask me if you could do that? No, I did not ask. Well, the worst part about this show now is is I can't even turn this show on anymore. <laughs> I, I'm hopeless here. I literally, I don't think I can make this show work, which is probably a good thing for your job security. Yeah, I was going to mention that, you know, I did make myself indispensable. Okay, Logan. So, you know how I've, I've had your back a long time here. I mean, I give you a lot of shit, but I have your yeah. back, right? You need to pay attention to everything that Matt's doing so I can fire him. Uh oh. Yeah. Just you, you make sure whatever he does, you know how to do. I'm like, like I need a Xerox copy of Matt so that um, if, if something goes wrong here, you know, that we can kind of keep it going. Right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we're all on the same page, right? Yeah. 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 I know. I, you, you want me to train my replacement, essentially. Yes, you train your replacement. That's what I did every place I worked. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I've done it before when uh, for the riding school. I've trained my replacement. Right. Before I left for college. Mm-hmm. Which one was that? I think Brian was my replacement. Oh, he left too. Yeah, yeah, but he had to train his replacement, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it works around here. Because I can't sure as heck can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so I rode that Harley. Um, but on a dirt bike front, man, what do we need? What do we need? <laughs> My unpopular opinion is I think, you know, the technology for electric bikes would be really cool if they could get, get that, you know, further that along. That's coming. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that, that is, is coming and it will get better. And I mean, Alta, the Alta bikes kind of showed what mm -hmm. was possible, but kind of like anytime when you're the early adapter of technology, when you do it first, Sometimes you get swept up and then somebody, you know, everybody gets to sit back. Even some of the big brands get to sit back and they have, 
they've probably done a lot of the same market research you did and they they probably understand some of the same technologies that you have and they can sit back and they can watch you do the market research work for them in in a certain mm-hmm. extent and then not make the mistakes again i mean at that time honda showed an electric motocross bike they raced one mm-hmm. in japan they sh- or, no i don't know if they raced it they didn't race it they showed it and they had they had have they have something uh, KTM is always sort of dabbling in it and they're doing it more on the recreational level. You haven't really seen them kind of throw it out into the, uh, you know, the full racing world. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's, and then there's always some crazy guy that's going to figure out how to bolt some batteries in there and go challenge yeah. the gas burners and actually do a pretty good job at it. I know yeah. it's been done in road racing and stuff. So that I think electric's coming. And it's just a matter of range. It's just like anything. It's just the same the same issue they're having with, you know, passenger vehicles. Is like they can make them really good for certain types of uses, like inner city commuting uses, uses um, places where you can, um, you know, get to a plug real quick. But in our dirt bike world, uh, the plugs aren't that available, and we like to go longer distances and stuff. And you don't want to have to bring a semi truck with a big generator and a 220 plug to the motocross track so you can ride two motos right well then what what if you run out of battery when you're out in the middle of the trail right like something goes wrong or something right wrong (laughs) (laughs) but i just feel like i just feel like that could be really cool technology and just how torquey electric motors can be but if you want what's available right now logan's going to tell you about the yamaha yz four-stroke line there we go um, for motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For a full factory ride, both the YZ450 and YZ250F Come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions graphic package. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to find your Yamaha YZ and enter Victory Zone. You have Yamaha YZ? Yes. Still? Yes. How come you don't have the uh, Monster Energy graphics on it? It's got a... a weird Yamaha. Yeah, you had graphics. one of the white ones back in the day. Yeah. But that power tuner app worked on yours too. Yes. Good times. Okay. So what else do we want? That the power tuner app is a perfect example of that re- that's really cool. Really actually. good yeah. really good technology. Um I think all bikes should come with that. Um and KTM has some and, version of that now, don't they? Yeah, but Yamaha's is free. It's free. It comes with every bike. But it's you have easy to pay to for the KTM one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and it's not it's not as good. I I haven't used it, uh-huh. but I, but somebody on dirt bike test has, uh-huh. and we decided it's it's it's. I think they tried to make it more simple, mm-hmm. and it ended up being not as effective. You couldn't maybe do exactly what you wanted to do with it. So, anyhow, um, okay, Chris. I don't know, man. I think I think there's some big changes coming in just suspension. I think we're gonna find. I think air suspension is going to get better and more accepted. And 
because it's lighter and it's less less costly at some point. Um, and what else do we want? I think you want um, what range. Victor wants longer range. He's out on electric. He just rode his Africa Twin over here. Victor did. Yeah. So Victor, if you Let's notice, see. if you notice that Victor is not in the chat room tonight, causing problems, um, that's because we 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 quarantined him here in the studio. He's causing problems here now. Yeah, he's trying to. Yeah, <laughs> but we're not going to let him. Yeah. So once the pizza comes, it's it's game on. We don't know. You see what my shirt says? No, I didn't see what your shirt says. I'm going to show the fans. Yep. Yeah, so Logan, that's when you got to talk, right? Oh, I got a new shirt this weekend too. I should have roared that tonight. So it says ride dirt, eat pizza, um, live forever. We smiled back. Wait. Death smiles and we smiled back. Let's see. I'll get at this thing there like that. <laughs> it is zoomed in right now for our viewers. That, that's, uh, so that's what it says. Good, good, Logan, because. All the people on the podcast, would I'd be sitting there showing my ass to the camera and nobody would know what I was doing. <laughs> so, okay, question number two. Mitch Orb, what does he want to know? Uh, what do you all think of the 21 and 22 Shortco 252 strokes? Our group of buddies bought three between us and love them. No electronics to fail, carved, pure bliss. Mitch, I wish I could answer your question, but Shortco will not give us test bikes. So I have no idea. And all I can guess is that um, 21 and 22 Sherco 250, are they the same? <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, and with all this COVID stuff, I, I kind of understand. Sherco is selling every bike they bring into this country, I am told. And so there's no reason for them to go out and have a journalist say good or bad things about it because it won't change them selling every single bike. And if you guys are living pure bliss in your carbed, no electronics uh, world, then I'm happy. I'm stoked for you. I think that's good. Um, uh, Cody Webb doesn't seem to be doing so good on him anymore. <laughs> I just brought that up. <laughs> Actually, I think, he, I think he got, I, I think he got hurt. I didn't want to. Yeah. I, I always like, I always like to take, you know, the, the racers and say that, that no matter what the racer is doing on them, I, I want one more piece of that, Victor. This is my tri-tip. This is really good. Um, no matter what the racers are doing on them, that should be representative of how that bike works. So evidently, um, just judging on who's winning races. Let's see. So the Huskies are no good because Graham Jarvis is injured. So those are out. Uh, Billy Bolt, though. Yeah, Billy Bolt's doing pretty good, and he's on the Huskies, too. So and Colton won the Enduro Cross. So then, mm -hmm. man, it looks like you got to be on a Husky. Yeah. Yep. KTMs are like second-place machines these days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ready to race or ready for second? <laughs> <laughs> Yamaha won the 450 Motocross Championship. Yeah, and, and it's because they're fantastic. Hey, since 2010, since they flipped that motor around backwards, I've been saying that's one of the best, if not the best, 450 all the time. So but James Stewart didn't think so. He won races on it until someone told him that it was he was winning races, and then someone told him, "Hey, this bike's no good." It was probably the other magazines that wrote about it. Really? Yeah, and and then he said, "Oh, my bike's no good," and then he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, because he went to Suzuki. At, right after that, right? Uh, a little while. It took him a little while. Okay. Um, but uh, you know who else? Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to – one of the Hill brothers, uh, Josh Hill. 
won a supercross that thing or was ridiculously fast he was actually challenging james on the thing it was two yamas i remember really? two yamas up front and then all of a sudden the magazine said the bike was bad and those guys couldn't ride him anymore did the magazines just not like it because it was different or um well i because this well, is actually right before i started getting into dirt bikes so so when anytime anybody does something revolutionary or makes a big change in the dirt bike world it's bad it just has to be bad it doesn't matter whether it's good or not like even when canadale made a bike that was um let's see aluminum framed they reversed the cylinder head they had electronic uh they, they you were able to tune the engine like with a with a little device kind of like the yamaha power tuner and they had e-start uh, too didn't they yeah they had pds suspension pds type suspension it was olin's but pds suspension all all these things are actually now okay and good when they did it it was just crap because it was all new oh and they were a bicycle company too so what do they know about motorcycles granted that bike had a lot of problems there were definitely some issues with it but let them break the ice with this technology. And all of a sudden, well, then a few years later, like Yamaha can go and do it. And it's like, like, tell me that that Yamaha 250 doesn't have an advantage on every other 250. How many Supercross championships have they won? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I mean, it's a good bike and everything like that. But I think largely the Yamaha 250's advantage is in the engine architecture. And it allows them to make more power over a longer spread more reliably so um yeah it's you know there's 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 like i said there's a lot of different things going on and um so so i never rode that cannondale but i have like read some articles on it would you say it was they just tried way too many new things at once that made it bad or was it just people who'd never made a dirt bike before is what made it bad they no the bike wasn't bad at the time it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was okay. it was okay but if you use some of the technology they gave you especially the engine tuning you could actually get the engine to run pretty good mm -hmm. it's sort of like you know how you hear everybody talking about a ktm exc stalling and hiccuping and backfiring and all this stuff and then like the bike i rode for well over 100 miles the other day up in the trails mm -hmm. is a stock ktm 500 with no um i don't have there's there's a i put a muffler on it. the only reason i put a muffler on it was a because i had it and b because it runs a little bit cooler and it 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 makes a little bit of popping backfire popping uh, but i think it's more because of the air leak between the the muffler pipe junction than it is about it being really lean it doesn't stall that much actually anytime i've tried you know, when these different ECUs or different jettings, you know, not jetting, different, you know, a different ECU swap because I have used JD tuners on older ones, not the newer ones because they don't seem to work that well. They run fine, you know, and 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 so it's it's no worse than that bike ever was. It's just but it's all of a sudden like, you know, somebody, a magazine or not magazine now an inf influencer writes about it, says, oh, this thing. It doesn't have enough power for me because I'm super awesome and I need, you know, more than 36 horsepower, whatever KTM 500 comes with now. Like your 500 only is 30, 36, 38 horsepower. I was like, yeah, and I don't remember the last time on that whole trail ride that I that I used 80% of it. Right. <laughs> you know, let alone there was no time on that trail ride where I was looking for more power. 
I was definitely enjoying the drivability it comes with. And so, you know, we'll just kind of like leave it there. The Canada wasn't that bad. It had, it definitely, it was light flywheel feeling. I remember it stalling a little bit. There were some durabilities with the issue with the, with it when you ran it really hard. It didn't have a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Like everybody said, you can't build a motorcycle without a Kickstarter. You cannot do this. I actually remember people saying that about, uh, some motor people saying that about my TTR 230 back in like 2008, 2009. Does your car have a Kickstarter? No, it does not. Does it have a crank starter? No, it does not. Well, then you can't you can't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you going to drive a car when you get older, Logan? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, like, so you're getting to that age where you're, you know, almost driver's license time. Pretty close, right? A month. How many more hours do you need on your uh, driving app? Three. Three. I need to go to Vegas. Maybe you can drive me in. Um, we'll get that taken care of. So when you, when you you know when you go to dad and you start begging for your 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 ride, whatever your ride's going to be, like is do you do you envision that being a car or a truck? Um, it's a truck that's sitting in our front yard. It's already there. Yeah. What kind of truck is it? A Ram twenty five hundred. Oh. Oh, Jimmy's going to like a truck. Diesel one. Yeah. So you can put bikes in the back, right? Yes, long bed. Good. Yeah. Just checking your masculinity there. (laughs) I feel like you're attacking me right now. I think we're digging at Matt, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, why? Because Matt drives a car? Yeah. You know, I stand by my cheap fuel, uh, you know, my cheap uh, gas gas pump. Mom mobile? Yeah, my mom mobile. -mobile. Yeah, my mom car. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. He has, he, he leaves, I know he leaves the bike rack. He has a mountain bike rack on the trailer hitch. I know he leaves it in there just to add a little. You could, you could hang some of those bowl balls in the back of that thing. Oh yeah. There we go. I mean, it's prompt. It'll be dripping testosterone then. (laughs) Hey, it's sports car red though. It is. (laughs) And honestly, the bike rack, I just keep forgetting about it. Like I should take that thing off, but I. Does it affect the fuel economy? Because that's the only reason you're driving that car. I don't think it does, but what's well, also cheap and so what I can afford. Yeah, that's good. I will stand by this car, by the way. How are you going to get your Husaberg to the to the riding area that's like 200 miles away? We actually have a little trailer that can hook up to that car. A little trailer? Yeah, a little trailer. Okay, that's cute. And that car can go more off-road <laughs> than you think. I, I'm defending this car. That's good. Okay, you can call Logan. You guys can go riding together because he'll have that Cummings truck. It'll be all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's our next question? Um, Jared Jardine. What would be the best bike to ride on the moon since gravity is super low and weight becomes less of an issue? <laughs> A Harley, right? Like Harley, you should ride. The- no, no, no. It's actually Yamaha's. Yamaha two strokes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause there, cause, cause on the moon, we don't really know about like, you know, you're probably not going to have a lot of tools. You want simplicity. You want to kickstart it. Right. So what do you think about Yamaha two strokes, Logan? Um, oh, um, really? Um, uh, I um. do it to pass time. You, know, you, you, can, you can make fun of him for saying, um, but you don't want to see the ratio of the counts I'm keeping track of right now. Um, Oh no! Who's who's saying the ums and who's saying the uhs? It's it's alarming. 
Granted, Jimmy but, has but, been talking the most, so he should yeah. be having the most. Okay, the ums on my on my account, I'm stalling for time in in flow. But when I hand you the thing and it's time to do it, we don't we don't okay, we don't begin the statement with um. That's the way this works. Well, you you. You Some ums at, count more than others, right? This is true because he does talk the most. But I, you, you come at my car. I gotta come at you with the ums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said mom mobile, not um mobile. By the way, so don't count that one either. Well, that's what we're gonna start calling your vehicles. <laughs> Some of mine don't have motors in them right now, and I'm gonna get into this. I'm tired today because well, I drove eight eighteen hundred kilometers. I know it's in kilometers now. I drove a lot of kilometers uh, because I had to get back from Washington. And then I had to get back here because I have a truck that's broken and I got a motor for it. And there's a core charge on the motor and I have to get it back in the crate and send it back by a certain time or I'm going to lose a lot of money. This is why I'm hustling. Otherwise, I'd just be like, I'd still be in God knows where just riding my dirt bike around. Oh, and then I had to come back for this show. Well, not really, because you guys did a really good job last week. I actually, some people complimented me on your performance on on the show. I do want to thank, pe- genuinely thank people for the kind words. Uh, George actually called me, and then I got some kind words. He from called RJ. you, yeah. George called me. Right He's not after allowed the show. to talk to you. Why not? Because he I, actually gives me he actually gives me compliments and Because pretty soon, like I know how this works. It's like, oh, I guess you couldn't have Disneyland without Mickey Mouse, right? Okay, I'm safe. Go ahead. Keep continuing. <laughs> <Okay>. Read that. <laughs> Experience pure performance and exhilarating power with a full lineup of Yamaha YZ2 stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The revised YZ125 makes for a perfect step-up machine featuring... On all the moon. T- yeah. Add on the moon any place you can in that as you go along. Okay. Because you're doing a really good job, and I probably shouldn't cut you off because you're rolling. Yeah. But- now you're wrecked no, now this is the way life works, though, <laughs> is you could just be in a flow and someone just jumps in and blows your flow and you got to keep the flow. So okay. think about the moon. Um, featuring all new. <laughs> oh, Logan. Oh, <laughs> Logan. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> that's double. That's double ums. That was good. Yeah. So I'm on the moon. I'm on the moon. Yep. Featuring all new engine for ripping on the moon, revised six-speed transmission for going fast on the moon, new brakes and suspension settings for going on moon dust, improved rider ergonomics and new aggressive styling for the moon, and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics for the moon, new front and rear brakes for stopping on the moon, updated suspension settings and aggressive styling for a truly race-inspired look. Check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65 and YZ85 and YZ85LW delivers big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone today. Well, you guys on the riding those smaller bikes need to be thinking about the moon because that is definitely roostable territory. You did good with that, Logan. You 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 picked that up. I'm. I don't know if I could have pulled the moon off as well as you did. Yeah, that was but, good. But um, so uh, Jared, um, that's what we think about the moon. 
Um, I, I what would it what would it be like to ride in low gravity? Uh, I, I want to know. Okay, so so I actually my nerd brain goes into like what the hell's happening? Like, would balance be more critical? Because you think about it, like if you did something and your balance, you you would actually have more like, especially when you came off the ground, you'd have a lot of. Like that'd be my concern is if the bike would just kind of keep rotating because that rear wheel is still spinning. And oh. if you don't have as much gravity pulling you down, I could, you could, that, that inertia that, or the probably have to really adjust the spring rates. That too. That too, because the, since your gravity is not pulling you down with the same acceleration, it, it's, it's totally going to need to be resprung a hundred percent just to account for that. And we've got the two gyroscopes we talked about. And, and, yeah. and Bob, Bob Coleman men mentions there's no oxygen, which is kind of a problem, but, you know. We have to have an e-bike. Oh, geez. Now you would need an e-bike because also think about it. Was the, moon, gonna, was the moon rover an e-vehicle? Was yeah. it, it was I believe it was, vehicle? yeah. Yeah. And it, it was solar charged. It had solar panels and stuff yeah. on it. Yeah. Do you get better solar charging efficiency up there? Yeah. I would oh, assume so. The, yeah. The the atmosphere is really, really not dense compared to compared to the no Earth. That's, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. No clouds. But you got to now. Now I'm, I'm way more. Right. What does it cost to lift stuff into space now? Well, it was. Uh, Musk. I think it was twenty five million dollars a seat for that last SpaceX four weeks yeah. around the Earth. Right. So twenty, and those people were a hundred pounds. But we know, like, then that that was. That wasn't actually launching it into orbit. No, it was in orbit. Oh, they went in orbit. In orbit. Yeah, so, three, three okay. According, yeah. according to NASA.gov, this is just a quick Google search, $10,000 for every pound uh, of payload to get into Earth's orbit. Yeah, I, I heard that number. That, that's an Elon Musk figure, though. That's a uh, low. I think his is that's, less. His is less. He's, yeah, NASA's are, is very high. So 10000 a pound. I think that I think that I I think that's a that's a SpaceX quote figure or that's his ideal figure and I think it was like times ten for NASA I think it was a hundred grand a pound that might, that might but who knows <laughs> so okay Jared thanks for just taking off on a tangent that was absolutely <laughs> not useful to anybody here that was asking us common sense motorcycle and motorcycle related products no it was cool question. because i when i first saw this question i started breaking out kinematic equations i hadn't used since graduating mm -hmm. and that was pretty fun actually because i was trying to figure out what would be the height difference off of like a 60 degree jump oh so that was how, pretty how cool. high would you go i got busy so i didn't finish the equation <laughs> <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of stuff that i learned in school matt that i haven't used at all but i'm glad that you're still connected to this because it's fun, it's fun. yeah it's really cool it is cool so it's hey can, yeah it K -I -N -E starts with a k m a t i c s i believe I, yeah i got one for you logan what is kinematics uh space stuff space stuff. no 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 it's physics it's physics yeah, it's okay. Space Whether stuff. You'll get there. The laws of motion don't change you where no matter where you're at. Hey, just just remember, hey, Logan. This is this is important, Logan. Remember, is there's always a broom to push someplace. <laughs> <laughs> So whether it's whether it's here at Jimmy Lewis off road pushing a broom around or it's your, it, it, at um, Woodworks doors in Las Vegas, there is a broom to push. And 
I think that there's a lot of people that can push brooms. You want to know, be the guy that like knows something that's important that nobody else knows. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, that's good. Not, um, <laughs> okay. Next question. Eric from It seems there are mostly two different types of tread patterns for front tires. One with knobbies eventually spaced out, evenly spaced out, and one with two knobbies close together in the center. Which is better for what terrain? Also, where would a gummy front tire be used? And I was also wondering, will a balance board help my balance on the bike? Hmm. Answer the last question. Uh, yes, probably. Yes. Why? Because it activates your um, balance sensors. And there's another word that Heather uses. What is it? Paging no. mat. Oh, paging mat. No, no, no. That's not, that's not what the word is. It uh, starts with a pro. Pro. Pre. Pro. Pre. Proprioceptive. Proprioception. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't even know what that means either. So <laughs> just yeah, laugh. Yeah, do I, but I remember hearing that for as long as I've been Proprioception. helping out with the schools. So it's, it's, it's essentially muscle memory is what we're talking about. So the balance board, you know, it, it, anything that you practice, this is, this is why practice is so important in writing techniques is when you practice this, these different kinds of things, um, it, it builds muscle memory. You, you do something, you know how to do it. Like the very first time you're like klutzy and all of a sudden you catch up your, your, your brain is amazing. Your the, the, the sensory you have inside of your body is incredible to, to pick, you know, pick this kind of stuff up. The amount of sensors we have in our feet that help us control and walk. I mean, walking, standing up is a pretty amazing feat in itself. It took a long time for them to teach robots to do this crap. And in like in the riding school, we always kind of talk about, you know, how how important it is to. That's why we use the balance board. And maybe that's why he's asking a little bit about this. But it just and, and everybody. The problem is, is when we start teaching balance and riding, Everybody gets a little bit thinking side to side. They're they're thinking balance side to side, which is kind of what the balance board does. Especially that stupid one that you made, the death balance board. I, that does all four, all four ways. Right. It does like eight ways. I don't know. <laughs> it, it it goes into other dimensions. Yeah. I've almost crashed. Well, I, I have crashed. Did, yes. I, did I hit the ground in that in the school? Yeah. That's yeah. Broken. I, yeah. It's I was broken. actually it's, here for for that crash. Yeah. Yeah, when you crash on it, it's broke. Yeah, so, so, but yeah, balance board, anytime you're just working, you know, kind of purely on balance, it, it does help. It would, it would help anything. But so, um, but people kind of miss out on this forward and aft balance on the motorcycle, which also takes into consideration anticipating what you're going to make the motorcycle do, accelerate or decelerate. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It's, it's really complex. It's not something that can be taught by me giving you information. Like if I sit here and tell you all about it, you're not going to learn it until you actually stand on a balance board, mm -hmm. until you get on a motorcycle and practice this kind of this kind of stuff. So back to the tire question, which has everything to do with being in balance and absolutely nothing to do with being in balance because you got to separate the two. Because if you're in balance, then we can talk about your tires. If you're out of balance, you can buy the best tire and the worst tire, and you will probably get very similar performance. So 
let me just throw that one down your throats real quick when you when you're out there going oh this tire is that that, that and then i go are you balanced because there are certain tires that for a person that rides with high levels of balance i i consider myself one of those that are actually believe it or not too grabby what it gets too much traction yeah it gets too much traction and you you know this because remember when we were testing those tires those front tires yes and you noticed a big difference in because you actually ride pretty much in balance, Logan. I hate to give you a compliment Thank on you. the show live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Logan's pretty, pretty balanced rider. Um, but you could feel a difference between the, the two tires. And one of them you actually noticed, like I did, that one was actually too grabby. Mm-hmm. And everybody would say, well, more traction is better, right? Not necessarily. Uh, go scrub off of a jump with a really good grabby tire. <laughs> you know, and I mean, this is the problem is now you have these guys, the super high level guys that need a kind of tire that acts a certain way and does a certain thing. It might need to slide a certain amount or it needs to go from traction to breaking loose in a more progressive manner than just like break loose instantly. So um, this is why tires are a personal preference. And I will, I can tell you all day long what tires I like and why I like them. Uh, most riders can do the same. I don't know if they can tell you why they like them. They just know they like this tire versus that tire. But do you ride like that person? Are you riding on the same kind of terrain? Are you running the same tire pressure? Is your suspension set up the same? Are you balanced as much as that guy or not or whatever? And he goes into the gummy, you know, the thing with gummy. It, we're in the same the same thing. You need to know whether or not you need a gummy tire. I personally hate gummy front tires because generally the gummy rubber is a lot softer and a lot more wobbly. So to me, that tire, even though it sticks to things better, um, it wanders. And so you think about it, it's like, okay, let's say I'm going up something uphill. Let's just say uphill traction situations. There's not that much weight on your front end. I don't steer with my front tire I like to track and a turn on a motocross track, but like an extreme enduro, I'm steering with my feet on the foot pegs and kind of, you know, you're pivoting around on your rear end. So that little additional stick when your front tire is really light isn't that much of an advantage to me. But when I'm going downhill on a gummy tire, when I get on my brakes, which is generally done in a straight line, the tire wanders. And so it affects my balance and it causes it to move around. And I don't think that the braking, the additional braking grip that it may be able to give is, is an at advantage, you know, when, you know, because if it wanders, then all of a sudden it's kind of knocked me out of balance. And so my braking isn't going to be as good because I'm not in a straight line anymore. If that makes any sense to anybody, like I just went down a deep dive on tires that. This is, this is why you call this show or ask this show, because I don't know how many how many other people can break that stuff down. It, you know, there are certain riders that like that extra the additional grip that's provided by gummy. I mean, that's a that's a that can be a, a good thing. That's why they make them. I'm in you know, for me. I know why I do or don't like them. I don't know what you like gummy tires, Logan. I've only had a rear and I it was on a motocross bike and I did not like it. Perfect. You took you took the wrong tire for the wrong situation. And it didn't work because, but if you were going to, if you were going to go like riding with Jimmy up in the mountains, that tire actually might work. Um, I don't know. 
Well, the power band wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said, I don't know, because <laughs> we're theorizing at this point. Oh, uh, we got it. The whole crowd is raising their hand. It's amazing. Oh, I was just say, oh, Victor's give me the, was that one or no, number first. one? He was first. Okay. Just checking. It's, it's the important thing is consistency, which I think you've mentioned. So that in the same situation, the tire does the same thing. And so, so you don't have to be thinking. So Bob it. is mentioning that consistency is an important thing. And for sure, I think um, consistency is, is important because if you're, if you're riding along and all of a sudden you don't know what's going to happen, like, I don't know what's you know, So, yeah, and that, Victor? I think it depends where you ride. Like, if you're on Clayhorn, you know, Clayhorn from the 15 up, mm -hmm. which is the compost we never We never talk about locations here, but I know what you're talking about. Well, it's... That's yeah, cool. right. Uh, so, it's, yeah. You Gummy's good. Tire over there. Yes. Because the ground, there's no traction on the ground. Uh, nothing at all. If you have a regular tire, you're just going to sweep off your front wheel. You been to my riding school yet? Yes. Yes. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay, there we go. Okay, so, so I'll, 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 um, I'll let that, I'll let that question slip, <laughs> like your tire does when you're out of balance. Um, and then Jimmy had a question there. I don't think so. You don't think so? I didn't have it. No, you're just stretching well, over there. Oh, well, you maybe. At least you didn't maybe fall asleep like Bob two does. Knobs down the center versus a single knob. Yeah. And I have. I mean, I, I think. I guess so I do have a everybody. So he's talking about, so let's, up, let's, let's go a step back. Yeah. So here, the picture's so up on the, the podcast right now, but he's showing like what we'll call an offset tread pattern. That's a, that looks like one of the Dunlop, the. One, two, and three. The. So no one, the one on the, so right. one tire on the left is the Michelin because okay. it has the little M's and the one on the right is a Shinko. Okay. Um, I know um, Dunlop has an offset tread pattern. There's a few companies have offset, offset tread pattern. People get really, really hung up on tread patterns. Yeah. They really do. And when I've tested tires, I try not to look at the damn tread pattern because it can almost, you know, you almost get a picture in your head of how it works. My favorite tire has one of the worst looking tread patterns known to man. Um, everybody want to know what it is? Kenda, well, you have to Kenda. beg. Kenda. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, it's Kenda's? Kenda. Oh, yeah. Kenda helps my schools. Kenda tires, they do support my off-road riding school. So you have to take everything I say with a grain of salt because, you know, that's just the way it is. But ask me about this specific tire and I'll get there. But the when you when you start looking at the tread pattern, you think, oh, it's going to work like this. And it has a certain amount of effect. But I tell you what, it's all in conjunction with the carcass, um, you know, the, the, the rubber that they're using. And now they have – now a lot of tires are coming with um, – different compounds you know in the center on the sides and they're using these knob stiffening little things that are you know they're like they're like blocks that don't actually touch the ground unless you're in deep loam but there's they, they actually you know tie the knobs together so there's not as much flex and it's uh it's crazy you know in the profile of the tire the way it shapes on the rim the size of the tire and between different brands again same numbers on the side and the the numbers on the side so how do you know try it test it you know, if your buddy says it's good and you think that's the way you ride and it's good, then it's worth a try. It's it, like if you buy a tire and put it on your bike and you don't like it, take it right off really quick and sell it to your buddy for half of what you paid for and get something else. Well, air pressure matters. Air pressure matters. This is true. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. And when you told me to buy the Kenda Parker DTs and you put mm -hmm. them in the correct direction, right. they are the most consistent 
Kenda Parker DT is the tire that we're talking about, by the way. Um, right. And, and that's what I was riding with up in the, up in the woods, up in the Pacific Northwest. And I was riding on, it was actually perfect loam, but every once in a while there was, it snowed on me. And it was a place where it kind of downpoured a little bit and the roots got like to the point where like, Hey, you got to be careful. This tire is not designed for that, but it works the same all the time. It wasn't, it absolutely wasn't the best tire in those conditions. It was a good tire in those conditions. And that's important to me because there's other ones that like on the, on the wet, on the roots and the wet rocks and stuff like that, that might grab a little bit more traction. But the reason I really like that tire is for the braking performance. And that's why it needs to be mounted in the hard direction. Um, and the intermediate direction, you it's not a very good tire. So anyways, um, we have more questions, Logan. Um, you texting you text, you your new girl, new girlfriend? No, I was trying to figure out what tires we tested. Does your new girlfriend want to come on the show? You don't know? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Oh. Because yeah. remember that um, all those segments we were doing, like to get more viewers, the box opening segment and stuff? Yeah. All that did was got me a bunch of people that asked a lot of questions. They wanted to know things from Logan. Mm-hmm. So here's 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 the questions that they came from the skip one. skip my question because I'm looking at the time. I want to skip. Well, you have to get home. No, no, I don't have to get home. But uh, I got a full beer right here, bro. Okay, you want to keep I'm good? Okay, sounds good then. Um, did has, has the viewership completely dropped off yet? No, it's been pretty steady actually. There are people that have to do like hour and a half to two hour drives to work, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Victor raises his hand. He rode his Africa twin to Las Vegas to go to work today from mm-hmm. from the Pacific Palisades. Yeah, you you have a palace there. No, Henderson. I got a work tomorrow. Well, you you're you're I'm working. You're, you're working. You're a gardener in Henderson, but in 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 uh, Hermosa Beach, where are you where's your where's I, your? I live in oh, Torrance under the freeway. You know, under there. the freeway yeah. in Torrance, right? Yeah. So he what what he's really trying to say is he has a palace in the Pacific Palisades. Yeah. <laughs> so mansion. Yeah. Hey, you know, the guy that calls you on the phone all the time and like wants, they, they want to know if you want to sell your property. Yeah. I, they, they say, would you like to sell your home? And I go, that's offensive. And I go, what? And I go, um, uh, you mean my palace? <laughs> yeah. In cash, right? We're talking cash here. Yeah. They called me for insurance for, for my, my vehicle. That's insurance for the vehicles. Thing. Right. You don't have none of that shit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll keep going, Matt, if it's yeah, okay with you. Yeah, no, that's fine with me. Do you want to store these questions for last week or next week? No, no. Go, uh, go ahead and keep going. Logan's really looking. He's dig- digging through the documents so he can prep himself <laughs> on these questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I recently got that Tusk tire, but I was wondering if it was the exact same one as we tested. I don't know what we tested. Yeah, that's it's hard to know what we tested, it, even brands or anything. But the um, the the uh, the the question was how here. Let me go back here. Oh, the first one is where do you get your haircut? <laughs> these might these might be coming from TikTok or something like that, by the way. Um, they want, where do you Lo, they want to know where does Logan get his haircut recently? Oh, quite a bit at sports clips. You know, I remember when they sponsored Joe Gibbs Racing, and they used to give like um, little coupons. And I thought, oh, that's cool, but I can't, I can't use <laughs> okay, it. Okay, so while this is the massage and the hot towels, where? Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. The MVP. Oh. Yeah. I, I I got a place for you. But so while we're on the topic of hair, right? I I have. There's a question I've been wanting to ask you on air, and since you brought it up, I want to know how many years has it been since you've had hair? Since I've had hair, I haven't had hair since. I'll tell you because it was it was the last time I really had hair. I had a big full head of hair. Was at the Nevada Rally, and I want to say it was 1994 or okay. 95. Yeah. I had I had a freaking mop. I mean, a big old uh-huh. like long kind of kind of like you're talking a, like a mullet. Pretty close, but it wasn't a mullet because I had oh. it. I had it like everywhere. Yeah. I had a beard and everything, and I rode the whole Nevada Rally with this mop, and we ended up finishing in Vegas. And it was in August. It was it was hot. And I just was sick of it because it would like I like stuff comes out of my nose when I'm mm-hmm. riding and I drool whatever and it was just like it would turn into this crusty mess in your helmet and it was had uh-huh. to pull it out of your eyes and um, really not much before that I went to a you know because hair would grow at that point I went to a friend's uh, party at a at a skateboard ramp and I shaved male pattern baldness into my head as a joke uh-huh. I literally just shaved. Uh-huh. You know, like I so I look like Bozo the Clown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And 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 then I trimmed it all back, and then it all grew back. And so so I cursed myself. Uh-huh. So anyways, I was at the Nevada rally, and like the stuff that grew out on the top and the middle, you know, where it's not there anymore at all. Like it didn't come back like normal hair. It was kind of like like blonde, damaged, brittly, horrible hair. If you, this is what we talk about on motorcycle shows. Yes. My mom thought that me wearing my helmet so much caused this. Because my mom was smart and she knew that it was her genes that caused, that cursed me with this. <laughs> so she kept telling me, you need to go see a dermatologist. They make medicine for this. And I'm like, I give a crap, mom. I shaved male pattern baldness in my head. So I finished the Nevada rally. And I think that year I got third or fourth or I don't remember. And and so I, I was going to be on the podium or something like that. And they were going to have the awards. I Took my gear off. I walked down the street, went to a barber shop, and I said, cut every bit of hair off me. Like my beard, the whole – I just went and had the full shave and shaved me. Mm-hmm. And I came back in bald. Bald and just chrome dome. Perfect. And uh, they called me up for <laughs> the awards. And they didn't – like Franco Cherby's was handing the awards. I didn't even recognize me. He's like, uh, who is this? And it was the, the the funniest thing was Paul Clipper, who had Trail Rider magazine at the time, actually put a picture. Nevada rally call it causes extreme aging in <laughs> athletes, and he reversed the photos. So he had the photo of me at the finish. The podium is like is like how I started, and the photo photo of me at the start with the beard and the, the all the the thing. I look like um uh, yeah, Kurt Heinz. I look like Kurt Heinz now. Is <laughs> what you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, beard and you know. So, anyways, um, yeah. So that, that's that's so ninety five, yeah. ninety six, and after that, it never, it did not, grow, it did not grow back. It just really, it, it said, I give up, I quit, and so that's interesting. Yeah. So I I like I used to let it get bushy on the sides and stuff like this, but mm. low maintenance, man. So the gene is from your mother's dad. Is Correct. Baldness, right. and also. That haircut with the—that's an old man haircut. Old man—is it called an old man haircut? In oh, that's what the kids recently, say. Yeah, yeah, this is what the kids say. And then you don't say that to your dad or anything like that when he's doing this. No, when he's got that rolling. Yeah. 
What about the Bozo the Clown thing? That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like everybody's into mullets. Like I should just go. Bo- I could. I know I can't even grow that shit over the side. Yeah. Yeah. Mullets. You know that. That's a thing. That's like. Yeah. It's like you know business in the front, party in the back. So they are making a comeback. Okay. Do we have any more questions? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Jason Nadler, what is faster, uh, Hibusa or Husaberg five seventy? Ring that bell. What that was you, a bad ring. Haven't ridden either. You've never ridden a 570? Nope. Well, there's, there, like, there's no question. Like, you can bring your Hayabusa, whatever you got, and we'll go out to Glamis, or we'll go to Dumont, and we'll go to Big Dune, my local stomping grounds, and we'll see which one's faster. Because I know, because the Husaberg... Like people were asking me this weekend up at the the tour tech rally, they're like, how come they? Where's the Husaberg? How, where? How come you don't have the Husaberg? And I'm like, like you don't just bring your fine whiskey out just for <laughs> for for anybody in any time. It's like it's like this riding the Husaberg is like a cherished experience. It's like if I mean I could ride it anytime I want to, but then I would get used to it, and then everything else would just completely suck. Like you there there's you can't just have the best all the time. You have to remember what the, the, the regular people have to deal with, you know, KTM 500s. Oh, you're really slowing it up with the commoners. Yeah. 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 You know, the normal stuff. So I save the Husaberg for the times when it's right. Like it usually has to rain a certain amount and I will put a gummy tire on the back of it just to watch the knobs fly off. Actually, it's interesting to listen to the knob because it makes so much horsepower that you can hear the knobs flying off and actually hitting the fender. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like uh, this snapping noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the Hayabusa would just spin the rear tire the whole time. Oh, it'd get smoke. Yeah, Hayabusa would get smoke. Good answer? I guess. Okay. Um, Jeff S. I'm going to buy this bike, the 2022 model, this weekend. Can't wait. One question. I assume the headlight is always on. Is there a switch or kit that I can install so I can shut it off during the day? Great review, by the way. Very through and touched on all points. Thorough. Thorough. Thorough, yeah. Um, He's talking about our Beta 200 review. And yeah, the Betas actually come with a pretty dual sport-esque switch. So you can turn the light on, medium, you know, and high and low beam on that bike. So uh, yeah, that's... I would actually... If it were my bike, I would actually get a smaller switch for it. So I could just, you know, turn it on and off pretty quick. But, um, yeah, that if <laughs> hopefully that that isn't your buying decision. Like, does the headlight turn on and off? <laughs> That's, there's, there's so many more really, really important performance factors to evaluate. Um, number one being like, you know, and hopefully he has a really good dealer, beta dealer, because you could walk in and ask that guy that and hopefully he could answer. You wouldn't have to turn to us ding dongs here that talk about hairstyles. And what were we talking about at the beginning of the show? I can't even remember. Logan's um, girlfriend situation. Yeah. Oh, that, I have another Logan girlfriend qu- question. Um, <laughs> this this is for you. It's a question for you, Logan. Yeah. Uh, it's somebody that watched one of our other videos. They want to know how how do I get my girlfriend to ride on my motorcycle in that style you guys described. So <laughs> I <laughs> Victor, they're kids. <laughs> so um 
I don't know where Jimmy came up with this writing style, but he just blew this thing out of proportion. No, 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 no. I, I did. Did I witness what I witnessed? No. Did my wife witness? Like, so Heather saw this too. It was all forwards. No. Oh, everybody was sitting forward. Yeah. Oh no, there's at no, least no. when you drove by. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're not denying that this never happened. What the 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 the, the sitting face to face on the motorcycle, Logan? I'll have you know that. Do you know this, Victor? You. Don't you do you just sit there and type horrible comments on the Facebook chats? You should gotta pay attention to what we're saying. So here's this, how it works. This story's so, been given like a year of content, hasn't it? So so you need to you need you need Logan back me up in this. You park up on a hill with an ice view, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and then and then you, you you can or can't have your buddy there. This was amazing. It was wasn't just him and his girlfriend, uh, Jimmy, by the way, Jimmy Tyler. Uh, this is both of your children yeah, were involved in this thing because <laughs> Logan's sister was on the other bike of the other rider. And so when we rolled up, you know, rolled up on them, they, imagine like, you know, the, the you're sitting in a normal riding position and your girlfriend is sitting in front of you, facing you kind of like, you know, on the front of the seat. And uh, the, the helmets were off, you know, helmets were off. We weren't we weren't riding at the time, but. But that's the that's the 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 riding position that we witnessed. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think Logan tries to tell me, you know, he told me this in confidence and I really didn't want to talk about it. But he told me, he said, we were working on our balance. <laughs> yeah, we were working on our, on our balance. So um, anyways, so now you understand the riding position, right? Victor? Hey, you know, there's a place you can go down the street here. And you could probably check uh, somebody out and maybe get into that riding position. Oh, yeah, ah, yeah. I heard about oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy! Oh <laughs> boy! Dirt bike and dirt bike related products. It's all legal. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Uh, so we're, we're on to the next. Mister Channel wants a little question. Um, what are you talking about when you say ping? Oh, ping. It's usually a Husaberg, right? Correct. Yeah, Husaberg 570. That's what we're talking about when we say ping. Um, no, we're actually, he's, um, I, I don't know exactly which, I don't remember which video, but I think he was out talking, we were talking about pinging or detonation. So ping is is the slang term, as we call it, for detonation. So when your bike pre-ignites is what pinging is. So ping... The pinging noise is is a sound, and it's different in most bikes. It's a little bit different. It's the it's the sound you hear when flame fronts collide. So that sound actually escapes the um, expansion chamber and makes a, a pinging noise. And so it's it's a it's not the most efficient combustion you can have because. You want you ideally the engine is tuned so that your fuel ignites when the spark pops and then it does that. But it's so hot in there. Maybe there's some hot spots from something else. Maybe there's carbon or maybe um, 
In Logan's case, on our last story, your piston is melting and it's left a little speck of molten aluminum that's acting kind of like a glow plug, not a spark plug. That could cause some pinging, detonation. Um, so it's improper combustion inside the combustion chamber. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about ping. It's detonation, pre-ignition. Um, there's some other wrong terms for this. I know. I know. Detonation. Detonation? Yeah. D, D, is that your word or my word? Mine. Yours. Okay. Detonate. You read the word detonation. Yes. Right. He was thinking about how to get the next chick on the on the trail ride. <laughs> right. Because they're watching. That's where I get all these questions from. These aren't from guys, by the way. These are from ladies. I can tell. Like, you know, every once in a while I throw out a lady question for you, you know. Right? Yeah. Check out are, my site and all yep. that stuff like that. These are better. Okay, next. Through me. Usually there's a second. Um, Tim SR, what kind of voodoo are you doing? I need that. Now he's talking about my Christine adventure bike. Oh. What kind of voodoo? Well, I, I flip a switch and it's a mechanical all wheel drive system. And so it engages the drive line, kind of like you would um, engage a clutch, but it's more like a, a lever or a switch, like a transfer case in a four wheel drive truck. I engage a switch. And it makes the front wheel drive at, I don't know the exact percentage on that bike, but it's, I think it's like 87%. It has 87% of the speed of the rear wheel into the front wheel. And it allows the bike to pull itself out of the sand, just like a four wheel drive truck would. So that's the voodoo. It's not really voodoo. It's just, um, but actually here's what the voodoo is. Balance. It's like, if I were out of balance and I did that and my handlebar was turned crooked when I did that, bad things would happen. So the voodoo is staying balanced and pointing in a straight line because you want to do your accelerations in a straight line. So that's the voodoo part of it. But the uh, snake charming internet magic was actually engaging the Christini all-wheel drive system. That's what was going on there. Four million views on that thing, I think, or something like that. Ridiculous now. It's crazy. That video that Jim Jim saw? Yeah, yeah, that Jim got. Yeah. yeah. Thank God Jim had that, you know, would took my phone from me while I was goofing around with that bike because, like, George was standing around there with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, speaking of George, you're going to like the picture he sent me. Oh, is Raptor on the back of a, a truck? Is, oh, it, no, is no, Raptor no. being towed out of the, the desert or something? He did not send me that. No, he sent me another picture. Uh, oh, I think oh, it's no. in reference to the close-up shops when I uh, switched to Jimmy Cam. Oh, yeah. You're going to like it. Okay. So what's next, Logan? Um, Shanik Madi. Uh, are that that front wheel battery powered? Oh, and yeah. Are that are that front wheel battery powered? <laughs> no. I just explained it. It's um, mechanically driven. There's a chain, a little chain that goes from the counter shaft sprocket to a gearbox, and then it runs it up a shaft that parallels the frame rail and then it goes into a transfer case essentially inside the bottom triple clamp and then it takes the power via a couple chains and transfers it down a couple of shafts counter rotating shafts so you don't have torque um torque off steer down to the front wheel and it drives the front wheel forward so that's um almost exactly how it works 
But uh, check out Christini.com if you want to know more about their all-wheel drive system. But since mountain bikes are big, they're back in the bike business and the motorcycles are taking a little bit of a step back currently. But if he ever makes it for – if someone ever picks up – because really – a manufacturer needs to pick up on this technology and, and adapt it. And I think they're waiting for the patents to run out or whatever, because he's got the patents on the only system that really, really works. Cause you add battery and add hydraulic and add electronic and it doesn't work as good as this system. I've tried all those other, what we've just, what I just rattled off and they don't work as good. So. Uh, how's your trip? My trip. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get married. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went up to Washington for the Tour Tech Rally. I did a lot of schools. I got to hang out with my good buddy Paul Neff, uh, who he they they license and teach our curriculum up in the Pacific Northwest. And so it was raining on us all the time and we were riding around in the trees and on wet grass fields. It was pretty cool, but he kicked my ass in this game. We should do this game that I have. It's a, we do a lot of, they do like slow races and challenge races and stuff, but there's this one like skills game that I have that, um, mean you should do. It's there's It's like motorcycle jousting. Um, um, yeah. Um, are you interested? Um, <laughs> it's safe. I guess. Yeah. Okay, good. And and Victor's yeah. kind of bummed the flat track wasn't pat, uh, prepped today. No. We did that, jousting you did you did jousting, motorcycle jousting or bicycles, motorcycle, motorcycle jousting. <laughs> With a boxing glove and tip. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Video. Probably. Okay, send that to me. We'll put it on dirt bike test. All right. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, my trip was good. Your trip, your trip wasn't your race. No. Nope. Um, oh, we got to get into Rooster Endo, don't we? Yeah. And then we got to answer all the questions in the chat. Do we have any good ones? Uh, there's some good ones, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a reason why I said we should skip mine, because I think there's better ones in the no, chat. No, we'll bring that up when we have a slow week. Yeah, yeah. Logan's pulling down the chat board that he hasn't improved or modified yet. But I have heard, I have heard there's been um, thoughts about... You know, if you just built a little thing that we could clip in and just drop down here, that would be really good. Um, yeah. But now we have the to get the rocks. Yeah. Scratch up this free board that I found on the mean streets of Costa Mesa. You think you're in woodshop, right? Yeah. So have you, you learned how you learned about all of the ways you can cut your fingers off? Yep. Then why can't you use a damn saw? Because... He's still trying to teach us. How many dum-dums are there in this class? A ton. Oh, I remember when the smart people took shop classes. Okay. <laughs> Victor looks up and counts how many fingers he has. <laughs> I, I, I got all my fingers. I only have nine toes. Well, this one actually, this one here is missing, but that was a motorcycle sprocket. So let's go ahead and get going on this. Hey, if you're wondering how you can submit your um, your comments to Rooster Endo, uh, just email us. Um, put them up on one of our Facebook posts. Um, Matt will pull them down as long as he's still working here. Um, yeah, which 
I did actually pull down the ones that some people commented on today. Okay. Uh, they're just not on the show tonight. Yeah. So we'll, typically we'll, there's, there's a, like a show or two lag behind when you post yours. Yeah. A little bit of a waiting list. That's, 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 that's just our uh, way to make people watch longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually gets, we get more engagements actually From, when, when people, uh, Oh, that brings me to like the yeah, question that somebody asked about like Logan here. Uh, they, they wanted to know, they wanted to know, um, Logan, how come you won't repost my Instagram photo that I sent you? What's her name? <laughs> Not going to give you the name. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> okay, first one. Uh, Jordan. He's got a 980 Honda CX 500 with parts from every major bike manufacturer. Closed cartridge. Holy crap. Show a- this? Yeah. Wait, 19... When? No. Nope. Oh, 1980. No, okay. it's a 1980. Wow. Holy shit. This is like a zombie apocalypse bike. Yeah. This thing, it's up on the screen. Yeah. Um. So this is... So what is CX500? Yep. So this is a very interesting motor. It, it's... it's Everybody... I hope everybody knows what a Moto Guzzi is, right? Yeah, that's a CX is a... Like a V. CX, like a, it's like a V, but V off to the side. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Um, you thought Yamaha did some crazy stuff or Canada did some crazy right Yeah. No, this has been done before, but so, okay. That this is a, I'm just like sitting here just staring at the photo. Wow. Keep listening off what he's done. Uh, show of 49 millimeter conventional forks, revalved. Those Fox. look like they're off of a DRZ 400. Those forks. But Small. yep, Fox Podium, uh, Smobile stock shocks out back, uh, homemade frame exhaust because it, it's shaft drive, also, right? Does it say anything? It's it's a sh- it's a probably it looks like a shaft drive bike, but yeah, keep going. Um, etc. Took a few tires to get the suspension balanced and geometry right, but it's way better than it should be now. It was has been around Midwest hair scrambled tracks, but it's most fun on grass tracks or flowy, fast flowy single track. Seat is long way back, so you can't really sit off road. My knees are always red from the paint after riding. The V twin sounds glorious through the super trap too. That that is a concoction of motorcyclemanship. <laughs> yeah um man I, I don't even know where to start with this one that's like what this I'm, is- I'm i'm baffled well i'll tell you straight away it's no husaberg 570 we just got to put that out there yeah. right um but the the amount of yeah i am yeah, I'm, I'm worried about his his uh kind of mag wheels that are bolted i don't know how strong those are but he's got some good forks on that thing and I, I can't see the chain if it's a chain or shaft drive on the other side. Do are they shaft? Were they shaft driven in the old days? I, I think I see like the knobs like for belt for this thing. Oh, belt, belt, driven. belt drive. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. What a cool bike though. Um, if you're not if you're not if you're listening to this and not seeing didn't see that photo come up. Um, this is one of those things where this it, this guy shows up with this thing. It's kind of showstopperish. It's like. 
And then you go, okay, now what are you going to do with it? And if you're out riding it in Midwest hair scrambles and stuff, good on you. Um, that's as stupid as like riding a BMW HP2 at a hair scrambles before they knew what an HP2 was. <laughs> or not a hair scrambles, actually a GNCC. Um, and it would be fun to have that kind of twin cylinder power and noise on a grass track that's going in the roost segment. Logan, just pin it up there. And uh, we're going to see where we're going. I'd say put here. it like directly above Ricky's bike. Like not in front, <laughs> but like above. Would Ricky's bike be a factory Honda rally bike? Yeah. That, Cause that's what that is. That guy, that yeah. guy has built his own factory Honda rally bike. There's actually less of these probably than Ricky's bike. That is true. Yeah. There's so it's probably more rare, more desirable. Well, yeah. Desirable's a, more desirable. Yeah, desirable's, <laughs> a, desirable's a, a thing, but Yeah. Uh, San Felipe Bob says, "Wow, a CX500 is a two-wheeled La Bamba." And if you and if you don't know what a La Bamba is, you search San Felipe Bob La Bamba, and the photo will probably come up in the internet. And it's it's San Felipe's Bob's interpretation of a trophy truck. We'll just say that it has a tuna tower on it. Um, Dan Walsh, uh, 1974 YZ250A was called a motorized billiard ball it was what well he's got trophies in front of it a motorized billiard ball a yz250a so what year uh 74 when did the elsinore come out <clears throat> elsinore was the s- same time right mm-hmm because I think the, the Elsinore was the bike that trumped these things. Because there was, there were DTs, and then they made YZs, and th- so they, we're getting into where I was just a little kid, a little bit, quite a bit younger than you at this point when this kind of stuff showed up. So, um, he's trying to trying to, he's got his number seven fifty one. Is this his bike? He's claiming his bike? Probably. What's that big old list underneath this? That's oh, so uh, that's the that's from the other the thing. Um, not enough information, Endo. Also, I'm in trouble with Ricky, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in the chat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we, uh, we got to bump it down from the top of the roost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it fell off, so Ricky's bike is now fully exposed. Well, tell him to come out here and we'll discuss it. I got some drills for him. <laughs> yeah. I got, some, I got some new drills I thought of. Um, Eric Hoogan. 2018, 450. Does it say days. Wolfman any place in this thing? Eric Hoogan. Does it yes. say it just it says Wolfman? It. Yeah. It, should, it should start with Wolfman Eric Hoogan. Just start there. Wolfman Eric Hoogan. So Eric Hoogan makes Wolfman bags. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just letting you know. Um, with the Moto Minded Rally Farron. At Sherby's 3.9 gallon tank, something like that. Uh, sea Contact. Concepts, black dogs, skid plate, full Wolfman e-base, and small rolly bags, um, 10 cup tank and tank bag, and the everything base disclaimer, he owns Wolfman. Oh, he actually disclaimed it. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's that's actually being fair. You know, not trying to get free advertising here, but Wolfman does make really, really, really good bags um, for your off-road dual sport adventure bikes they make um check out their stuff um i'm pretty sure it's wolfman.com what's their marketing budget 
Oh, you're gonna send him an email tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, Matt. Do you send a bike for for uh, for Rooster Endo? No, but he actually. He, I'm I'm pretty sure he wants to know whether this thing Rooster Endo. This is a this is a nice chariot. So he has the bases of a light lightweight go fast um adventure bike. ADV light. ADV light. Yeah, and you can. And the good thing with his system, his bag system, is they're kind of modular. You can buy bigger bags and kind of strap them onto things. So instead of going with the ones that he has in the picture, they're kind of lighter. He can actually go to bigger ones. He's put the fairing on. Um, 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 I just, I'm just, I need to really work myself out. So, um, um, you should tell with me. PDS. Um, 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 um you should point out the um. You should go, Jimmy. You're saying um too much. You it's should the, catch me. No, six I'm, days pretty. It's a good. It's a six days stuff. bike, kind of like the one I have. Mine's six days too, but it's Portugal. Yeah. So, good, good chariot. Uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking his setup. the The good thing about that that tank bag, because I hate tank bags. I absolutely hate them for when you're riding, but they're great to carry stuff. And you know how the Acherby's tank has that big kick in it? Everybody wonders about their nuts. I'm pretty sure that tank bag is there to protect um, protect the jewels. You know what I mean? <laughs> which is which is really good. So it's probably just it's got memory foam inside of it and a camera, of course. But uh, all the things. But uh, nice, nice, uh, nice chariot, Eric. I'm liking it. I'm thinking that's uh, just on the roof side, not over Ricky's bike though. Not over Ricky's bike. And you may be getting an email from me uh, tomorrow. Oh, he may. Yeah, he may. Yeah, he's gonna come out. He's gonna come out and do a rally training with us. Oh, really? Yeah. So he he oh, will cool. be he'll be out here soon. Logan, if you would have built a better mount for this, that wouldn't have happened. The, the whole table wouldn't have fallen apart. It's almost better that way. When what are we gonna go with? Who next? Placing. Joe, John, Shall Oh, I. I oh, you already had one. Jason James Abrams. Abrams. Okay. Is it James Abrams? Yes. James Abrams? Uh so James Abrams knows how to shoot a photo. Yeah. He's he's got the background all blown out. Yeah. He's he's doing some photography tricks there. Um 2019 KTM 500 XC XX EXCF. Vortex ECU FMF power core MMC clutch lever Kenda gnarly tires with UHD tubes and rim locks Trailtech Voyager Pro GPS brake disc protectors LED headlights Acherby's XC uh, and zero nine graphics Steg pegs. So, you know what happens when we get to bikes like this, right? Jimmy like starts checking off the boxes on how many of the sponsors of the show or how many um, Jimmy Lewis off road riding school mm -hmm. sponsors and stuff like that. And then it's like, it's like, it's like getting, it's, it's getting up over here on a, on like a pendulum and like less sponsors. It goes like this and more sponsors. It goes like that. Right. That's, that's how any show that was marketed properly would work. Right. Yep. Okay. But are we marketed properly? I'm working on that. I'm trying to get a team together. Yeah. It, like, like I'm glad that we don't have the segment about the box thing. Cause they're like, it, they all, they all, all they do is it's just a bunch of people that want to know like Logan's secrets. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm not going to ask another one of the questions just yet. So is graphics say fast as hashtag F at hashtag CK. So is that the rider or the bike? Cause I promise you that this bike is fast as hashtag CK CK. But what about the rider? Like, I need it. Did he give any race results? No. Okay, that's going in more over the endo side. But he's got his helmet on there, and uh, trying to see what kind of helmet it is. Hundred percent goggles. Not Scotts. That's not Scotts. Not Scotts. Not Scotts. Right. So, although I personally do like hundred percent, but he has endo. He had no. He has that has endo potential. He has a Cherby's sticker there. That's Roost. Yes. And seat. Seat concepts. No. Seat concepts. Uh, seat. Cherby seat. A Cherby seat. Is that? I think it might actually just be stock. It looks like a stock-ish seat. It, it, does it say? No. What kind of seat does it say? A Cherby's X seat. Ooh. That's not in the photo. No. No. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the X seat is for a very particular connoisseur of seating arrangements. Yeah, that's, I don't know, Logan, you know what? This is, steg pegs are not in my, um, not in my wheelhouse because I don't like to have to put something on my motorcycle to stop me from falling off of it. <laughs> Some people need this. This is, is, is there a reason for this. Okay, let's go, let's go straight here. Does it have, it had Kenna tires on it. Yes. That's going in the roost category. Okay. Does it have a DDC sprocket? No. Does not. That looks like a stock sprocket. He's missing out. Slightly on the end of the side. It's like central. Central window. Oh, trail tech. There we go. He's got a trail tech going up to the front. That's good. Yeah, so it's it's like a little bit on the roof side. So you you know how you can butter up the guy. Hey, I had a guy at the rally this weekend come up to me and said, I bought everything on this motorcycle because of you. I bought bought all your stuff. and literally. Literally, he showed me his Sierra Honda Sierra 450X, an older one. Uh-huh. And hey, Ricky, this is a this is a kind of a, a throw out to you. He bought the older one because Ricky said it was better. Because you know we talked about this. Ricky right. really enjoys the older chassis and all this stuff like that. And this actually, this guy brought me me a bottle of tequila and Heather. He brought her a bottle of wine. Oh, so, he actually has a bike in tonight. Oh, oh his, or, his bike's in. He might not have a bike in, actually. He It might oh, be for like next It's in week. the queue. It's okay. in the queue. We'll yeah. save it. Oh, so anyways. It's Sean. Sean Elliott. That sounds about right. I don't, yeah. I don't you, you know I, me in names. Chat. Yeah, you know, that was me. He said right there, that was me. He says we rock. So oh, we'll get into it deeper there. But Ricky, you know, you you influenced this guy. But I, I put, he put every product on there because he said that it was mine. And I, I said, I said, but, you know, but Sean, but. You have to get them because they work for you. And he's like, "No, I listen to you talk about them. I know they're good. I I bought them." And so, anyways, we'll oh we'll take yeah. a deep dive. And I man, I hope your bike roosts when we finally see it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be biting my tongue if I you know it, it ends up on this side next to George's ATC. Right. That would be he, really. He didn't submit the CRF. He submitted his KTM. He has a KTM. The 690, yeah, that's what he said. I think that's what he used in the class. He pulled, no, no, no. He pulled up on a, he pulled up on a Honda Sierra 450X. Oh, that's not yeah. the, I don't think that's the photo he's Okay, maybe he'll answer the question because, because yeah. there was a, there were, or was there more than one of these people? <laughs> oh, I influenced more than one people? Yeah, yeah. Damn. You know, that, that's awesome though, you know, we have a, 
Look at our conversion rate. Okay. Hey, Victor, you need a place to stay tonight? Probably. I know. I know a guy's got an Airbnb right next door. It's if they can tonight, then we can hit. We can hit the bottle a little harder a little later. I gotta show you. I got actually. I, I'm gonna put you to work. I gotta. I got a mobile home over there that might need a little. Let's go check it out. Yeah, yeah. You need a little Mexa tuning on it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy already brought the door over, and now you can see how to work with his products. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's next, Logan? So, um, Paul Ducati. Hmm. Duchette. Duchette. Yeah. Um, oh boy. 2021 Honda EXCF. Hot? Did you say Honda? What? Did you say Honda? I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I thought I heard Honda. Do you hear Honda? Anybody hear Honda? Honda, Honda EX. So Logan's replacing um with Honda, <laughs> just so in case you know. Okay. So he did not put KTM, but you knew better. And then you said Honda instead of KTM. Yeah. You can't even I keep our sponsor straight. Yeah. That's okay. Just keep going. So let's just say KTM 500 EXE. Yep. Um. Get ECU with traction control knob, fully desmogged with Taco Moto kit, Black Dog skid plate, Moto's Mountain hybrid tires, uh, bulletproof rad guards, E-line carbon fiber exhaust guard. That stuff is good. The E-line carbon stuff is good. Just by the way, tested it. It's good. Grave slip on exhaust, pivot pegs, comfort. XL seat by seat contact seps, Mojave saddlebags, Diablo tank bag, Climath trail bag, Acherby's 3.2 gallon tank, Fastway kickstand, Skaskis switches. Sick ass. Oh. Switches, Tusk tire rail. Tail rail, uh, swing arm protectors, stiffer rear spring for my weight enduro engineering riser, HDB display re relocate kit, tugger strap on front forks. And HDB is highway dirt bikes for those that are you know looking for a what's it called? Display re relocate. Yep. Kit. In case you want a display relocate kit, highway dirt bike makes that. Um, six LED light, Atlas throttle lock, double take enduro mirrors with ram mounts. Those, those by the way, are the best mirrors for your dual sport bike. Right? Double take, yeah, double take. Hey, email me if you want a code. I'll give you a code to double take. Just it's for anybody that's had the balls to listen this long. Right, right. <laughs> right. Hey, viewership has been very consistent because they because so. they mount on ram balls, so that's why there's a whole balls theme at the Tour Tech yeah, uh, yeah. thing. We had a lot of games with balls. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm probably forgetting something. Well, it's a list there. Oh, you know what? You're probably forgetting, Logan. Is shouldn't there be for sale for this? Like, like you know, the only reason he managed to type out in that entire long list of stuff because he's getting ready to sell this chariot <laughs> and, and then the, and the next line was the price and that's when it goes up so after he advertises his bike on 
the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday because mm-hmm. it's probably it probably makes the bike worth two thousand dollars more or two thousand dollars less, and that's a very risky proposition to put your bike into because I'm not going to buy it over here, but maybe I'll buy it over here. So, uh, Paul, we need to know the price. <laughs> and in fact, since I'm working on the price, I'm going to kind of no. Um, actually, he didn't hit too many of my sponsors, did he? Oh, uh, way more than the previous guy. But he had way more non-sponsors. Yes. Like Matt, I'm going to actually take this this list of stuff, mm-hmm. and you need to contact everybody that's not on the list, and that's going to determine where this bike ends up. Okay. On the whole thing, so it's going to go right in the middle. Um, how many is that? What? Oh, ums. Yeah, ums. Yeah, I just, I just, I just bought some thinking time with that that one. I don't. There's a lot of shit in this bike. <laughs> Too much for my brain to think about right now. Uh, God, that list is so. Long. I forgot how long that list was. That's a long list. There's a reason why that picture is as small as it is because they all come oh, out on one sheet. Yeah, hold on. So, so here's here, here's what we're dealing with here on the backstage. By the hold way, on, hold on, hold on. The, the so, audience can't see you now. They can. So, so if the audience is looking at us. You know, here's the here's the photo. Um, there's the picture of the bike, and it's tiny. It's like a it's like a business card size, and the list is. Is like the speech that Logan's going to give at your your speech class. Do you have a speech class at school? No. This is his speech no. class. This is yes. your speech class. Okay. So, which we did, and um, uh, it just it's anywhere you want to put it. I'm overwhelmed. I'm absolutely overwhelmed. just like the board. <laughs> the board is getting overwhelmed. <laughs> so good on you. Um. We got what do we got? One more? One yeah. more. Yeah, we had six tonight. Okay. I got the picture. You got it. Uh John Schulmier. Uh twenty fifteen YZ two fifty FX. You sure that's his name? No, Sh- I do not. Show Show Alamir. I think it's Shalomir. 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 Shalar. Shalama. Shalomir. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the most versatile dirt bike I've ever ridden. Raced in an enduro. Oh, what kind of bike is it? The 2015 YZ250 FX. Um, There's a test of that bike stock on dirtbiketest.com if you're ever wondering what we thought of it. That exact year too, yeah. Raced in MX, Enduro X, Desert Races, and more. And it's never missed a beat or done me wrong in any way. 107 hours and going strong. Put in bibs, set up the suspension, installed a spark arrestor if needed, need be, and it's done. Go ride it. Go ride it. No, I'm, I'm admiring it in the background. You know, like everybody goes, what are you doing there, Jimmy? Can you see? And I'm like, I can see just fine. Um, you know, I just like to, um, you know, see where things are at, you know. Look how, at it from all angles. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just a two-dimensional picture. I do appreciate his little homemade boot stand he has behind the right. bike. Right. He's drying. Yeah. His, he's draining the, the, the water out of his boots there. Uh, he's got his photo in there. And I want to know why his kickstand is halfway up. Like, what's that? In case bad the bike spring. falls over. It's because what? The spring's bad? I don't know. It's 
kind of looks like it's drooped over. Right. I, I could say a lot about this, but it's a, it's a family show. We're not going to talk about the kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm liking the Kenda tires. That's straight up. I like the Yamaha. Straight up good. Yeah. I like the Yamaha. Yep. Like, like those. Um, I like that he got his shadow in the photo too. Yeah. 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 What does it say on the, does it say, what does it say on the graphics? Boston? Boston Avenue. Boston Avenue. So is, where's he from? Did he say where he's from? No. He's done a lot of stuff. Uh, has to be somewhere where there's Enduros, hair scrambles, and desert. MX. Yeah, see the desert. So, so when he said Boston, I was going to recommend Fuck You Racing. Um, you know, to get him on that that program because, like, if you're from Boston, you have to be part of that. You know, that's that's the out east thing. But they'll they'll let you in no matter where you're at. You just got to have a you got to be part of the good club with a bad name. And that's a solid bike to begin with. The fact that he's done all that stuff with it and that he's drying his boots out either means he fell over in a river or he rode really hard. Now, he threw desert into the mix, which means he didn't fall over in a river. He rode really hard. He's proud of his bike. He put his limp dick kickstand in the photo (laughs) and sent it to us. That's a roost. That's Wait, straight well, up. One second, one second. Before we put the before we pin it, oh, there's only one handguard on that bike. Because he, yeah. rode, there's only well, one handguard. Because he rode the crap out of it. Well, on the last, on this, I don't know, the Honda one, that had one handguard and I think one mirror. The 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 CX five hundred that went yeah. over top of Ricky's bike. Yeah. Because he rode it hard. I see this. If you ride your bike hard and put it away a little bit wet, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. So I'm I want to make sure we were I'm, aware of this. I'm not going to judge. Okay, no galleys. <laughs> okay, let's see. Are we going to have to package some of these? Um, well, it's good. George is in there putting the sponsor logos and uh, George links. is like the second producer. He is awesome. Yeah. Here. George, um, yeah, his truck was. On, he sent me a picture of his truck on the on the. I got to show you the picture he sent me. Okay. It'll be for after the show, though. Okay. (laughs) So there was a lot of questions in the chat. Okay. Let's get to the good ones. Yeah. I'm just going to have a little uh, bit of pizza here. So No, no, I haven't even finished the stuff I started with. Seth Walker. Do I have to do this show and talk all the time? No matter how hungry I am, I have to keep talking because Logan doesn't. We're We're working on this, right? Yeah. He's improving. He's improving. Okay, so Seth Walker, uh, Jimmy, can you go through what mounts, buttons, and how you set up a rally setup with a tablet? So, Seth, um, so basically when we have a tablet, we have buttons that are it's, – it's, it's, a, it's a thumb – it's either a thumb button or a thumb toggle switch that does exactly what the one that goes to a paper rowbook does. It advances or you know, it scrolls up or down the um the paper or the map and so in our, ours is a pdf file it's essentially it's all it is it's just, it's like a paper printed pdf file that you know that it goes up and down on your ipad and the upper two buttons uh odometer decrease odometer increase um that's that's all so it's and it runs through bluetooth and i 
There's a couple different ways to get them. I don't know who's still currently making the buttons. Um, the the one guy that was making the really good ones kind of was getting it out of it. So I don't know if they're st- still doing it. But if there's demand, I'm sure they can make them. Okay. From uh, Sean F., what is the best forest-approved spark arrestor for gas gas EC321? And will it need to be fuel programmed? So essentially there's two different um, – types of spark arresters sean so one is the screen type and that's what you're going to see in most of the um, different kind of bolt-on end caps i think the pro motor billet one and the enduro engineering one they kind of bolt on with a screen type spark arrestor uh, on the bike two stroke or four stroke and that screen type uh, doesn't really affect the performance too much but on the on the two strokes especially when when they're running rich can kind of tend to clog up um, so they have to be cleaned after a certain amount of time, depending on your riding habits, your oil ratio, mixing, uh, stuff like that on your gas, gas, did, were those oil injected? What was it? A 21? So it was a 21 EC 300. So, so that's, that's a KTM that's, that's, those run really clean. So you probably won't have to clean it very much at all. The other one is called the, the Kiersman bullet and it's a spiral thing that's either in the front part of the muffler on most of the current. Um, production ones or it's on the rear of the muffler on other ones they place it in different spots those rarely ever um, plug they do gum up a little bit but they're that you don't need to service them for the life of most motorcycles and they're both US. yeah and they're all they're all forestry approved so those are the different kinds of things you can use cool John Jackson had a two-part question. So rally practice, route book questions. Mm-hmm. One, when setting up your route books, are you guys solely using Google Earth or do you utilize any apps like Onyx, I think Gaia, Polaris, Gaia, et cetera, yep. and export slash import GPX files? And two, what program slash format do you guys use? Rally Navigator, Rally Blitz, uh, Nav Pro, or does FIM Rally Competition have a specific program slash format? So, John... Um, that is so the answer is yes to all of that um we use everything we have available to us um currently our current system is we are using a, a beta version of rally navigator that's like then it'll be the next rally navigator that the the regular people will get to see um we've been kind of testing and helping develop that to make it better uh previous to that we were using tulip um, previous to that, we were using Rally Navigator online version. So we 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 change with the times, whatever works best for us. Um, the the routes depend. I mean, sometimes we'll go out and we just go riding and find routes that we're going to use. Sometimes we go on Google Earth and find routes there. Um, it's it's all over the place. But um, we don't use a lot of the um, like I said the 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 Onyx, the Gaia, um, Polaris and stuff like that. We don't use a lot of those, those routes because it, I, we don't know exactly where they're pulling the information from, you know, where the trail system or the route data is coming from and how accurate it is. So we kind of, you know, check, check it ourselves. Okay. And then, and then FIM rally and Dakar rally, they're actually, they're separate, believe it or not. They have their own, uh, criteria like you know how how large a WPM is versus WPC. 
and like the notes that are approved, like one is just recently switched over to English and the other one's a little bit more lenient on English slash French translations. And, and the, the thing is when we teach and when we practice, it doesn't matter whatever, what rally you go to, where it is, what rules they use, you know how to do what you're supposed to do. Just like you don't think about when to shift gears on your motorcycle. These guys don't think about, they know, they know when they get there, they read the rule book, they understand what I would say language we're speaking, what criteria we're operating within. And then we work with that. So, right. So from uh, Chris B. Hi, I wrote, I ride a 2018 YZ 450 FX. I'm almost a red bar. My bike is sprung for about 240. I weigh almost 300. Should I buy some titanium bolts to help offset the load on my suspension? <laughs> no, no, you start running uh, half marathons, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah. First one was just yeah. last Saturday. Yeah, just just run, uh, just start running, and then it, it's you will. I don't know. You know, I have to see your body build. So send 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 me your pictures. You know, um, you know, keep keep the underwear on, of course. And uh, then I can tell you how much weight you can lose. And that'd be the mm-hmm. most effective way to lose weight other than titanium bolts. Yeah. Uh, if your bike, if you're 300 and your bike is sprung for 240, that's tough. I mean, you're dealing with kind of, kind of an offset. And in reality, I don't know who makes springs at that level. And you would have to have your shock revalved, especially on the rebound side for springs like that. Um, but no, um, I think just start, um, get on a very intensive running program. Right, running right? has been great for me. Um, yes. Ooh, Are you swiping right or left? Ooh, what do you got? Oh, uh, test. She uh, hot? Oh yeah. You can't tell. <laughs> oh, you got the, oh, you're running that, you're running that mirrored glass. So I can't see it. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, great. You let him buy that. No, he's got his own money. No, he's got his own Ooh. money. I still haven't paid him for that last gig. He's got it. I got to rewrite the check. We had to deduct. Yeah. We got to do a little deduction. Yeah. Yeah. So Logan, you have to start paying for everything yourself. Logan, Logan, why why do you have that, by the way? Because uh, the only person I've seen use that before was not doing some pure things. When oh, they, when they have I that. only have it for school. So they think <laughs> I'm like have my phone off because okay. it's so dark. Mm-hmm. But I'm just watching. Great. You're, you're, great you're, cover story. You're doubling up on, you know, the school. School is so boring that you need to do other work. Yes. Like, you know, practice your Yamaha reads here for the show? Um, it was the actually tech talk. Okay, categorize, stuff. categorize yeah. and optimize all of our uh, all of our shows. Mm-hmm. All right. It's how's it coming? Well, recently I've only been doing it at school, so <laughs> So it's going slow. Yeah. I hope it's only during like your study hall that you're I doing do that. not want yeah. any, I do okay. not want any of your teachers calling me. <laughs> let's just let's just let's just get we let's do start not, with it. We do not approve of Logan doing tech talk stuff in class. I'll make that very clear. Okay, so from uh, Bobby Coleman, any advice on Canvas or ECU code readers? Do you have any reader recommendations and Wi-Fi apps that work? Um, Bobby, like it have to be a little more specific on the bike and stuff like that. Like which 
FI system you're running. And if you, if you start doing deep dives on the internet, you will be able to find somebody that's spent the time to kind of hack in and figure out the ways to work this stuff. Now, whether you can trust them or not, it's a whole different thing. Whether they're just a ding dong like us, or they really know what they're talking about. Um, uh, that's where you're at with this kind of stuff. So it, it really depends. I mean, I try to, I, I can usually, I can usually like, you know, when I start reading the posts and start seeing what they're saying, I can tell whether they know what they're talking about or they're just another guy that's hacked into, you know, he's a computer guy that knows how to hack into it. And, but the, whatever his tool set is, doesn't effectively do what you're trying to accomplish. If that makes any sense. Yep. All right. So, uh, Brendan Springer Davis. My friend's 2007 KTM 400 ended up upside down Whoa, after. Brendan has two names, Springer Davis. Springer Davis, yeah. Which one's his wife's? Do you think it's got to be Davis, right? I don't know. I don't know either. Just check. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my friend's KTM. Uh, you 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 broke my my train of thought now. 2007 now, now, KTM now I'm going 400 for, uh, ended up upside down after. Welcome a to the show that breaks your train of thought, to... right, Logan? Yes. I don't just do it to you, so don't don't accuse me of picking on you. Yeah. All right. Well, so we got to talk, right? It's a podcast. Okay. <laughs> My friend's 2007 KTM 400 ended up upside down after a climb and had a decent amount of white smoke out of the exhaust. Coolant level was just under tops of the fins. Should he still ride it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that 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 white smoke was oil. Um, I doubt it was coolant getting into the, into the motor somehow, unless, so here's where I can kind of deep dive, unless somehow his coolant was constantly leaking into his motor oil or it, it had in, in generally oil kind of turns milky or something like that. So, um, it, you, you know, when KTMs, uh, or actually a lot of bikes, that tend to reroute their, we would say, um, emissions stuff into the airbox. A lot of times when they do weird things like flip upside down or whatever, it will suck a little bit of that oil back into the combustion chamber. So it's not like it blew a head gasket and started leaking water into it. I've actually seen people that have, you know, washed their bikes too much. And even when they hit bumps, like, you know, on KTM, sometimes the airbox have a, like a nice pocket down at the bottom and they, they overwatered the, the, they overwashed the bike and water got through the air filter and it sat there and they, they went through bumps and they're on the gas and it sucks and it actually makes puffs of, of literally white smoke. They're getting really good compression when they do that, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. It really increases the compression ratio. It's like better than a high compression head, but so there's a lot of reasons for that, but uh, if they go, if the bike goes upside down, it, it's going to have some residual oil, like kind of in the airbox, usually, unless you've uh, uh, vented that to atmosphere. Um, so that's probably what it is. This will even happen, especially on the 2007, which is old RFS, um, the RFS motor. 
you would go down a hill and all the oil from the transmission would actually work its way into the crankcase and then it'd pump it up the cam chain into the head as well as with the oil pump. And so there'd be a lot of extra oil up there and then that pressure and you'd, you'd be going down the hill and it'd blow it out the overflow, which would blow it into the air filter and all of a sudden your bike would start smoking. And it's so, and then they run bad too, because it gets really, really rich and blah, 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 blah. So that was a, that was a thing back in the day, downhills. And all of a sudden the KTMs would start smoking and people would go, my bike's blowing up. It's like, no, it's not just, it's a, just burn a little extra oil. Oh, okay. So from uh James L, whatever happened with the, uh, Kota, Kota rally rally, did, uh, did it go well? How can it help the sport grow? What is the potential of something like this for other Western states? So, James, I I don't know. I haven't really. I know it went off. I know that it happened. Um, I don't know how it went. I haven't had time to kind of do a deep dive in it to see what happened. But it's amazing that he was able to pull that off. I mean, he he did a really good job of figuring out the regulations he needed to comply by making his event fit into those regulations so that he could, you know, do it legally is really what it comes down to. Um, and uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to some people that have done it. I've seen a couple of posts and stuff. It seems like people did it. I don't know. Other than that, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know the struggles he went through because I've researched this and tried to do it. And, and um, it's, He's definitely working with some different BLM and Forest Service districts than we work with out here in the West because they obviously didn't ask certain questions that they've asked out here that we couldn't answer or provide a a, um, a, a safe answer for. In other words, one that we wouldn't be legally held responsible for. So, yes. Good. Uh, Jake B quickly had a question. Uh, what are the chances of the Nevada rally uh, ever happening again? You'd love to see a modern version of that race. Um, good luck. Never again. <laughs> just for the reasons I just spoke about. Just think about it. A race course is a permitted course that you close down to public use. And you are telling the government that we are going to control people doing ridiculously crazy, crazy things in this, on this course in a rally. Because it's a speed event, and, and the Kota Rally put speed limits in their sections. You might not have been able to attain them, but had you, you have to worry really in that whole rally, you'd have to worry about not exceeding the speed limit. Whether you could or couldn't, you could, because if you did, you're going to violate his permit. So, you know, out here in Nevada, you would have to make a race course like a Vegas tree in a race course say, Hey, we're going to race on this and we're going to go ridiculously fast. But what if somebody gets lost and goes off the course? Are they on the course? And then, and then, but they're not allowed to be, they're not allowed to be off the course. And how, and the question from the BLM is how are you going to keep them on the course? And the, the whole thing with rally is the navigation will be tricky and, you will have to work to stay on the course. And if they get off the course, well, that doesn't work for the land management agencies. And you have to be careful about this. So um, I know how we do it for like events like the rebel rally, which is a non-speed event. Mm -hmm. So we are, we control the speeds like they did on the Coda rally. And we permit routes that we know we're not going to use. We can, we can kind of, theorize where they're going to go off the course. So we 
permit the routes, even though we're not going to use them. So in case they get off the course, and if they start getting too far off the course, since they're in cars, we have satellite radios and tracking devices, double, double. We have not one, but two tracking devices that notify them that they're now off the course and they need to make a decision at that point, whether they want to come back onto the course with a penalty or they want to exclude themselves from the event and go wherever they want to go. It's, it's that simple in, in, legal terms if you want to put it that way right. so hopefully that answers a lot of the questions you know for how how this works and why it is so difficult you know the Nevada rally in the last nevada rally i rode they had to mark so much of the course it wasn't a rally and that's why it stopped it was just a desert race at that it, point. it got a little too close to being a desert race yeah it wasn't really a rally and 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 it was also it wasn't making any money for sure it was it was really a bitching event that I wish it could have continued. It sounds cool. Uh, so Derek, uh, Fonzen, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice at this point. <laughs> I'm not even talking a lot. I don't know what's going on. Uh, how do you align your handlebars slash front end? Is it just, uh, is it just feel to make sure it's straight or is there a way to measure it somehow? My right side feels just closer a tad, but when I look from above the bars look even across the fork tubes, but when I'm going down the road, the right side of the handlebars looks closer to the radiator shroud. Twenty-one five hundred. Uh, you got to get your eyes checked. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a turkey. I mean, so are your is your is your wheel straight in the clamp? You know, is your wheel is your fork straight in the clamp that's causing your wheel to get out of line? Like I hop on a bike and right away I notice that my bars aren't straight to me. And, and then I usually can like stand up and look over the front fender and especially on a KTM that the front fender is pointed and you can see the center line of the knobs is off to one side or the other. And I literally just stop, hop off the bike, put the thing at the steering lock and give it a good kick to one side and it's straight. Especially if all your stuff's torqued properly, it, it straightens itself right out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes that it, sometimes on the KTMs, um, if you've had a crash, you can tip over and bend the bar mounts. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll tweak. So there's a lot of different um, things that you can use to to check it, but it shouldn't be out of line. And it, but if it's a visual thing, well, if you took my class, I'd tell you to let go of the handlebars, but that's a little bit tricky. So, right? Yeah. You should have said. Um, um, um <laughs> okay, yeah next well now it just sounds like you guys are meditating uh so from blaine <laughs> that's Gunn. what it's all about it's a momentary meditation before we answer the question oh go into a deep think you don't want to know how you you bet you're like the buddha with how much meditating you've been doing this show then <laughs> <laughs> right. okay what so blaine Dunn blaine? just got a 2020 xcw 23 hours people are telling me i should add a little bit of extra oil in the gas you should find those people and give them an enema of oil. Ooh. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's just what I think. Okay, I think there is more. Oh, you guys rock. I listen from Sean Elliott. Thank you. Oh, and Sean Elliott did clarify. So he had a KTM at, in the morning, but it was a CRF in the afternoon. Okay, yeah. I, I don't, don't exactly. I remember the CRF because we went over and took took real good notes on that on that bike because it was one part that yeah i think he had a harley davidson um 
like handlebar bag or something like that that I just oh. remember. And I said, I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. So uh, Chris Steele. I Connor. A, Connor, Connor Steele. Steele. I read that wrong. No, you need to go home. You're tired. You, you're tired. Well, I'm firing right now. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Okay. I have a 2019 CRF 450 RX. Last time I rode it, it became hard to shift into fourth and fifth gear. When I drained the oil, there was quite a bit of metal shavings. Going to get it rebuilt, but do you have any idea what it could be? The bike has 85 hours on it. Oh, man. Connor. CRF 450 RX. Were you doing a lot of... I mean, I need to know the answer to this question because I'm curious. Were you doing a lot of high-speed fourth and fifth gear riding and are you absolutely sure that the oil level is proper because the interesting thing about transmissions and especially on four strokes when you're riding at higher rpm is you so you have your oil is lubricating the engine and the transmission and so when you start riding at higher rpms and the oil level gets low it's not low enough to like starve the top end for oil, but it's sucking all of that oil and it's spraying it all over the place. And, and so it's, it's your oils up in the air, up in the top end and all over the cam and the cam chain and all around that thing. And so maybe it starts getting a little bit low and the level is designed so that it rides on most bikes. It rides at a certain level so that it's not dr- putting drag on the gears or drag on the crank. And usually the crank evacuates itself. But you think about the transmission, they don't want a ton of oil sitting there and the, and the transmission gears to have to work through that. They want it to be down a little bit low. And you're dealing with an RX, which is a competition bike, and they're looking for every ounce of power they can out of the motor. Having a ton of oil in there is going to cause a problem. So if you let your oil level get a little bit lower, it was a little bit low, the center of the shafts all of a sudden, and especially at high speed, since it's not kind of flowing through there, that's the first place it's going to evacuate itself from because those gears are constantly spinning. And it, the, in, unless it's pumping it through the shafts and it's not going to maybe get to some of those spots. So I'd be really interesting to find whether, you, you know, the oil level might've been a little bit low at some time. And there was a lot of, strain on the fourth and fifth gear shafts this was a problem on the older crf 450x's in the very beginning and they just started recommending that you run 50 to 100 cc's extra oil in it because in all of their crazy ass calculations they never thought that the bikes would be going that fast for that long and that high of a gear and so there was there were there were some instances of gears seizing on the on the shafts um even though i had one I ran at the normal level and we ran it really hard and really fast. I never had the problem. I always suspected that somehow the oil level started out just a little bit on the low side as opposed to a little bit on the high side. And I promise you, I would rather put a little bit on the high side than on the low side. And let me put this in context, not excessively in the high side because you have the exact same amount of problems on the other side when you put too much oil into a motor. Some motors are really good at pumping out the extra oil, like into the air filter, like we were talking about, like when the guy was running down the downhill. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes motors are really good at what we call self-regulating. But once they get too low, problems are going to happen. So, um, yeah, if we, if we get a little more clarification on that. He, he did say lots of high-speed GP racing went out during the Glen Helen 10-hour. 
I'd be really interested to see like when you drained it out, like if I had a problem and I always measure my, if, if there's some problem ish thing going on, I always measure how much comes out to, to see. Cause I know how much I put in. Mm. I, I at least know roughly in a, within a hundred cc's of how much I put in. If you come out and it's 200 cc's low, 300 cc's low on a thing that takes 800 cc's. Yeah. It probably, it's probably the amount of cc's was the cause of the problem, but I haven't heard that as being a, a normal issue. And, and, um, it, high speed GP racing is not high speed enough. It's we're talking like sustained two and three minutes of wide open in a single gear is is where you're gonna really put that kind of load on it uh go have a question bob raising his hand my understanding is those gearboxes are splash and hope uh oiling system splash and hope oiling system is what bob i i i haven't looked specifically into them to see i don't think they're pumping oil down the shafts like they were in the old days ray said that if they went through a dual sport bike it would have an oil pump and they would have all the shafts. Yep. The point I was going to say is that 90% of the, of the horsepower absorbed by the gearbox is involving moving oil. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know that figure, but that sounds like something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think about when they start talking, when you start talking about like efficiency and they start looking like, how can we get 10%, you know, more power or something like this? Like they understand like how much power it's going to make in a theoretical sense. And how can we optimize? So, um, yeah, could be, uh, could be a little bit all that. So what's next? Yep. Uh, Springer is my mom's last name. Spanish influence. Okay. Oh, he's, yeah. Spanish, you Spanish guys like a lot of names, right? That's what he's saying. I just took. I, I I took. Yeah, I took my wife's name because I just thought it was you know more professional of me because everybody I listen to on NPR they then nobody has a single name they got more. Well, it's mostly the ladies, but I'm trying to feel a little bit more like that these days. Yeah, I'm going to try to turn into a chick pretty soon. Works right, Logan? You might get more um, viewers. Maybe, but also at the school. Oh. Oh, if I was nicer at the school. Yeah. I taught with the. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see where you're going there. You You can advise me on this at our next board meeting. <laughs> uh Ricky did say he'll bring a better board. He'll be there on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Is he I, actually coming out Thursday? I don't know. Oh. I'm not sure. I I just got home. I'm literally right. I'm gonna I, I gotta get I gotta get that motor in a box. So I my hell was I pulled a motor out of my Dodge truck today. A four-wheel drive Dodge truck, which makes it more difficult. And I watched I, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and here's how stupid I am. I bitch about people like making YouTube videos and tell you how to do stuff all day long. And then I go on YouTube and make videos how to do stuff. But I, so I watched a couple of them. There's this one guy and he's like, oh yeah, I pulled the motor out of my Dodge truck and blah, blah, blah. And then he was making these little weird like haha and video game noises and, and different things like that. And I'm like, he lives at home with his mom and he stole mom's Prozac and he's really fucking happy about because one thing he said that should have just been a, a trigger. He's like, he's like, don't try to do this in a weekend. You know, take a little bit of time. <laughs> just, 
there's like Bob Ross. Yeah. Well, and there's no, there's, there's no video of him doing it. He's just holding his damn iPhone and holding in the engine bay where the engine's missing. And he keeps every once in a while he goes and you can see there's the engines out and he had this ex- exact same problem. Like the, the, the valve guide, the valve seats fell out into the motor. This happens when you overheat them and that's what causes the thing. And so he's talking about like, you know, how he got the motor out and how he's going to get a new motor and all this stuff. And I've done enough research to know better. And I could see where he's going to, he had, he went to a junkyard, got another motor and he's going to put his old intake track back on top of it. That's full of all the valve guide pieces that fall back into it. (laughs) So, so, well, you know, but uh, I just, I, I wasted 12 minutes of my life watching somebody else's YouTube video. 91,000 other people like me have watched this video. And there was not a whole lot of good advice because he's telling, oh, it, it's just a it's just a 10 millimeter and a 14 millimeter and this to get this stuff out. And I'm like, I just went and did it. There's none of those sizes. <laughs> so anyways, hey, just uh, be careful when you listen to people like us. Right, Logan? Yes. That was a definite yes. No ums no on that ums, one. No ums now. No one. meditation needed. Okay. Yeah. Are we are we out of this? Um, yeah, I think we we can answer Sean's last question and then we'll call. Should it I install a quick shifter in my 2019 Africa Twin? It's five hundred and fifty dollars. Victor, who wrote an Africa Twin here, is saying hell no. You have DCT or you have regular? Regular. Regular transmission. I think quick shifter and the recluse clutch will can provide better control than a DCT. It will not shift the gears nearly as good as a DCT for regular riding. DCT is, I rode one again this weekend. I don't like it. I can see why you don't like it because you want to control your motorcycle. Yeah. The, the, um, I would say no quick shift. Um, the recluse clutch, yes, it'll do its thing. And then you can decide when you decide you want to shift. But I'm still not a big fan of recluses as much as I like them on the adventure bikes. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly why. And in fact, we had a guy in our class that literally, um, I don't want to say he smoked it. He kind of overheated his recluse clutch in the class enough to the point where, and it was kind of funny because we thought, okay, we're going to have to borrow a clutch out of another bike and to get him home. Cause he rode it there, but I just adjusted the free play game and bang, it was back and it was perfect again. Cause I, I forgot about it, but it was that simple because it just got hot enough to where it wasn't engaging and maybe his adjustment was a little bit off uh, to begin with. And that's why it kind of, maybe that's why it slipped a little bit too much. So you're going to fix Travis. Well, well, he's, we got, he, he, he was riding. Let's put him in a bad riding position. I think he's in one melted the Lexus. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Oh, Sean. So Sean saw, so Sean saw the the melted Lexan on the KTM 950. It got so hot, he had one of those clear clutch covers, yeah. and it melted the Lexan. That's how hot the oil and the clutch got. Yeah, and it was just like you know, it was just like if you go after a Supercross practice and you see all the factory mechanics pulling their clutches off because they replace the plates every single ride. Yeah. They that's the first thing they do is go and pull the clutch. It was it was steaming. There was oil and 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 burning oil coming out. When we pulled it over and laid it over on the side to check it, it was doing that. So the guy who was riding, he was a super cross rider. I see. So <laughs> 
Yeah. Cool. So I would, no, not quick shifter. I think, uh, oh, cause the quick shifter, all that thing really does, I think is, is does a rev cut when you, it, it literally does a rev cut when you try to lift the shifter and my KTM 390 has that. And what's funny is I learned how much I touch my shift lever on accident. Cause the minute I does it, I thought there was a, I thought there was a, a an ignition issue or a jetting cut, but if my foot touches it, all of a sudden it, bo- bo- it bogs. Yeah. So no quick shifters. That's for that's for road racing, bro. So, okay, Are we good, Logan? Yeah, we done a good show. I guess. Yeah. I, I want to thank uh, Yamaha mm-hmm. for coming on board. Um, I I need a new bike. I need a new two stroke. I need a new YZ one twenty five. So I think we should get one to test. Well, we're gonna get one to test. I'm. I think that they may never go back. I'll just buy it. So uh, I want to thank Yamaha. I want to thank Scott uh, Scott Goggles for coming aboard. Uh, I've been running the Scots a lot. I like their uh, high end goggles, my friends. If you are looking for goggles and you want ones that you just know are really good, that's a Scott goggle for sure. Um, they have lots of in the especially in the uh, Prospect. They have lots of different lens combinations um, that you can basically customize that goggle into whatever you want. You can buy it that way. Like for instance, especially if you're adventure riding, they have one that's called, I believe it's called the dust that has a little thicker foam. So the air doesn't come in and dry your eyes out. And it's these little things that make a big difference than when you're just buying a regular standard issue off the shelf goggle. Trail tech has their uh, brand new mount for the Voyager that I think is just starting to ship. Uh, So if you've had any issues with your Voyager uh, mount, uh, maybe you can't get your Voyager off the mount uh, or you want better sealing on the buttons. The new mount solves all those problems. I've been running one for about a year, one of the prototype ones, and it's still good. And I asked for a bunch more because <laughs> I want to replace the standard ones with that one. Unless we have DDC sprockets. I need to call um, Nate and because I almost had to put another brand sprocket on one of my new wheels. Uh, w sent me some awesome, awesome wheels for my uh, KTM 500. You will be jealous. Yeah. They're round, which is important. No, I gave those to him. Oh, the bent ones? Yeah, he stole those. Oh, he stole the bent ones? Yeah. Because you're lighter and he thinks you're not going to hurt him or he thought you needed the optimum performance? No, he wanted the the mooses and oh, rather than the tubes. I put mooses in my W wheels. They're so factory. <laughs> So, um, oh, and climb, climb, climb. What climb gear was I wearing? I was wearing all climb gear. Um, I'm trying to think of the best piece of gear I had this weekend. The new helmet? No, no. The, I didn't wear the new helmet. I, I actually, I just don't want to get it dirty. I want to save it for photos. They make, what's the pullover that I, there's Uh, a, there's a test on dirt bike test. Nope. There's not, it's, it's a kind of a more of a snow product. I can visualize it in my head i pulled that out and it was it was rained on me it snowed on me it was warm it was cold it was that power cross power cross thank you logan you didn't even say um the power cross no no that was good the power cross pullover was the piece of gear climb gear today that i recommend because we're going into we're getting colder you never know what the weather is going to do it's a pullover. I was able to put it on and off on my helmet. It could roll up into a ball. It has a it has a hoodie. So like bald Jimmy doesn't even have to worry about bringing a hat. So I could pop the hoodie up if I take my thing off. 
so solid and it has two nice pockets so that's where we're at with this so and george thought the revolt <laughs> so and sean says climb sells goggles yes climb does sell goggles as well they also make really good goggles too so there's a lot of good goggle choices out there and somebody needs a cush hub we'll talk about that later yes okay thank you everybody for joining um like us, share it with a friend, uh, go on to one of our fresh dirt posts and buy all of your stuff, no matter what it is on, uh, Amazon. And if you want some kind of a deal or something like that, email me and I'll try to figure something out, which, uh, especially which double take mirrors. Yeah. And which email my name at dirtbiketest.com. Perfect. That works out. I look at that email every once in a while, although I hardly post on Facebook anymore because uh -huh. I'm scared. Because Victor's there and he'll oh. beat me up. So, okay, everybody. Are you done with the show, Logan? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> okay, boys and girls, we will see you out in the trail. Cheers. Thank you, everyone.